Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh my god. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 20 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated but never duplicated. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Talk to Dustin at rockinthatidlife.com. That's rockinthatidlife.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 286 all time. Your host tonight are you, Shirley Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey, detailing the current series versus the Knights, and breaking down our thoughts on the team right now. To interact with the show on social media, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of our social media info is posted at letsgoblues.com where you can also find past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, and visit our shop where you can get some awesome blues-themed t-shirts and stickers that help support the show. We are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook, so thank you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. And if you're listening on the podcast, we do live stream the show on YouTube and Facebook every week during the season, so feel free to check that out in the future. What's happening, fellas? Uh, Got a lot to talk about tonight. How are you guys doing? No, we don't. No, no, we, there's not. There's nothing to talk about. Did you guys slide off the road? Uh, you are Missouri. Dri- some of you are Missouri drivers. You slide off the road in the snow today? Oh, please, please, no! <laughs> I uh, I don't leave the house when it snows. Come on. <laughs> well, you guys probably have a little less work to do this show as uh, we have a guest co-host this week. His name is Stephen Walden. Uh, he, you can it's, find him at stephenwalden.com uh, at Stephen Walden on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he is a St. Louis artist. And if he, he's uh, pretty well known in the St. Louis area for sports paintings and uh, you know primarily the Cardinals and Blues. If his name doesn't ring a bell, I'm sure his work will look familiar to you. Uh, you can check out his website at uh, stephenwalden.com. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's uh, love doing this stuff. Uh, as I said in the uh, in the green room before, I'm a, I'm an attention whore, so uh, glad to be a part of it. Anytime that I can get my name out there, so self promotion, man. That's how we get our uh, our health insurance paid as an artist. Uh, four attention whores in the same spot. This is going to be interesting. Whoa. Well, I was going to say that actually, uh, Bill and I are just going to take the show off because you've got a guest co-host. So, Bill, you want to have like a just like a rock paper scissors tournament the whole show or something? <laughs> yeah, should have set up our uh, our playstations and just played some chell. Would have been oh, would have been the way that to would go. Have been great, that's the way to do it. Uh, speaking of real quick of uh, Stephen Walden's work, uh, look over Kurt's left shoulder there. Yep. There's a little bit of a glare for us, but you can kind of see it there. I can, uh, Cujo. Yeah, it's the Cujo, the Cujo print. Yeah, very nice. Cujo 3D print. Yeah. And I don't know if you can see it in my screen, but mine's mine's hanging on over my left shoulder, um, but it's it's against the, the wall. My head is like <laughs> floating is. on top of it. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the old barn. Yep. Yeah. yeah, mine's uh, mine is mine is over there, and I am not gonna sure. go get it. But trust me, it's yeah. hanging up. Uh, if you're on uh, Twitter, I posted a picture of it earlier today, and then mine yes, is the, uh, the Winter Classic uh, painting that he did, which is very cool. Uh, thank you. So uh, I I uh, sp uh, spoke about this uh, I guess uh, a few shows ago uh, how uh, my girlfriend Amy uh, ordered a print uh, from you, Stephen, uh, which is we mentioned behind me. Uh, for Christmas, and long story short, she ended up with three prints. So I, I contacted you to say uh, <laughs> thank you and asked if you wanted to come on the show. And uh, not only did you want to uh, come on the show, you said you wanted to uh, come on and hang out the, for the duration and uh, talk some hockey. So uh, uh, this should be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, like I said, for having me, and uh, like I'm, I'm new to uh, to hockey, so I think that you know my knowledge of hockey it started with. Uh, blades of steel shik -shing, on the NES, <laughs> and uh you know and then carried into nhl 94 and the genesis oh. where uh you know it's uh i didn't really play so much as i i picked picked a team that my friend chad would then use bob probert to murder everyone and uh and then uh yeah and then i uh, didn't actually i never lived in a, a st louis uh, excuse me a hockey town until i moved to st louis in 04 and then when the rams left town you know the blues really went even more to the to the front of the line in terms of sports attention i think you know uh the the city kind of sublimated its anger into you know uh like uh, Cronky, you don't think we can support a sports team? We'll show you, you know, and <laughs> yep. and uh, that's when, uh, yep. you know, uh, the Blues, I think they experienced an even uh, bigger spike, you know, probably the biggest one that I'd seen until, you know, the Stanley Cup, so. Uh, I'm going to share a, a few of your uh, photos here that uh, you've shared on social media. So you've got uh, awesome. you and Kurt Warner here uh, mm -hmm. with, a, with some with a work that piece that you did. Uh, looks like. Uh, what? Which one's Kurt Warner? I can't tell. <laughs> That's Mike. I get that a lot. Is it Mike Singletary and Kurt Warner there with the with the Bears jersey? <laughs> the sweetness, baby. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, so close. It's, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I did that. That was a, a big league impact event, Adam Wainwright's charity, um, bigleagueimpact.org. Check them out. They're great. And that was a real star studded event. Um, Kurt was there. Ozzy Smith was there, not Osborne, uh, was there. Of course, Adam was there hosting a bunch of his Cardinals uh, guys. And he also got John Hamm to come in, uh, which is uh, what people drafted their fantasy football team and played against each other. And John was great. Um, he gave me shit for, uh, for wearing a, a Bears jersey. He's like, oh, you're awfully brave. You know, wearing a Bears jersey here in st louis i'm like it's peyton man peyton gets a pad you know it's not like i'm wearing a ronick jersey so you know point. it uh yeah 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 so i mean peyton's you know he's in the pantheon and uh and he he was like okay okay you know fair point so but he was great you know and uh it, it was it was a really really fun event and then i've worked with kurt several times so yeah there's john yeah there's that john, was yeah. the event mm -hmm. yep very cool and then there's the uh adam wainwright you uh, you and uh yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool that's amazing you and uh you and wainwright have a, a unique relationship i know he he's a big fan of your work is he not yeah he is and you know uh he really helped me get my career started with that photo right there i had just started painting um because i'm an accidental painter i didn't know that i could paint until uh 2014 so i've only been doing this for a little over six years and wow. um and uh, this was a piece that I'd done for the then president of Rankin Jordan. It was 2015, I believe was the year. It was when Adam, um, when he had the injury, when he was uh, uh, batting. And I think he, he uh, tweaked his knee or something. I can't remember what it was. And um, he was using the downtime to, you know, as Adam does, to give back to the community. And but before that happened, uh, the CEO, she had commissioned me to do a piece of Adam and she knew which one she wanted it to be. She wanted it to be this one. And um, and uh, when she found out that Adam was going to be touring the facility, she said, you know, is there any way you could have it done so that, you know, when he comes by, he can actually see it. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the planets aligned. And I said, but I tell you what, I really want to work with his charity. You know, would you? Um, ask him and give him my card and, you know, reach out to me if, uh, if, if that's something that he would be interested in doing. And, and, uh, I knew that he was like coming by like on a Wednesday morning and it was Wednesday afternoon and my phone just started blowing up with, uh, Twitter notifications. I knew what was happening. Adam had tweeted this out and this photo, he actually, you know, asked if he could do this, uh, you know, this pose with, with the painting. And he said, you know, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, Stephen, we uh, love the artwork. It's amazing. We would love to have you, you know, help us out with big league impact. And it just skyrocketed. Um, and that really got my name out there and you know way led on to way and i was able to use this to then approach other charities and to say like you know i've done work with adam wainwright and so on and so forth and um yeah i owe him a lot and you know he's a he's a wonderful dude um i uh, even if he weren't you know <clears throat> a, a mega athlete or whatever if he were just you know adam who worked two cubicles down for me i would still want to you know go to lunch with this guy you know i'd still want to you know so like you know ask him what's what what he did over the weekend he's just he's just a genuinely engaging um good funny dude and uh and uh just really really glad to uh uh be able to call him a friend there's uh with margo kidder you got to, and for the folks on the podcast who can't see this uh, later on that uh, we're just showing uh, some of uh Steven's work, uh, the previous one was a Anna Wainwright was, piece, doing the clenching, the, I, uh, was it after the, uh, was it when they won the 
pennant or was it uh, the world series win i forgot which one i think that was was nlds uh i it was not uh when he struck out beltran a lot of people like oh that's the beltran strikeout but that happened on the road and he's wearing the home uniform there i think i'm pretty sure that was nlds against the pirates and i think oh you guys were just talking about it it was um it was the year that Stan Musial died because they were in the patch. I remember because we were talking about Tarasenko, you know, and how the Blues scored six that game, uh, like the day that Stan died. And we always scored six for Stan and all that. Um, but whatever whatever year that aligns with, that's uh, okay. that's when that happened. So, but yeah, this is the Margot Kidder. There it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Margot Kidder uh, was able to meet her at the Superman celebration in Metropolis, Illinois, uh, which is held yearly, uh, you know, in years where we're not having a global apocalypse. And uh, they have, you know, people there who were from pop culture and usually have Superman ties. And that year they had Margot Kidder come in and I knew that I wanted to do a piece because I'm a huge Superman fan, specifically the Christopher Reeve movies, and wanted to see her. And then they had also announced that Sarah Douglas uh, was also going to be there who, depending on how much people know about, you know, uh, Superman movie lore, she was one of the Phantom Zone villains. She was Ursa in Superman 2. And it was great because she was she had like a spot right next to Margot when I was walking this up there to get her to autograph it to take a photo. And I get it signed by Margot and I'm on like, I'm, you know, it's like I'm, I'm just totally high from that experience. Uh, you know, seven-year-old Steven is super happy. And then I hear from my shoulder, like, excuse me, sir, because she's British, and she's like, um, where's mine? And she totally talks shit to me for not having a painting of her. And I texted my sister immediately, my older sister, my big sister, who, you know, we, Superman 2 was like a, a babysitter for us on a VHS when we were growing up. And I'm like, you're never going to believe it. Ursa totally just talks shit to me. So that was a, that was a lifetime highlight. <laughs> Uh, and we got some blues ones here. Uh, you and Brett Hall, uh, you did a Brett yes. Hall painting. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's, I mean, anybody, I think everybody's probably run into Brett at some point or another, if they've been in St. Louis and if they go to a bar in St. Louis and, uh, this was for a blues fundraiser and, uh, and it was great. You know, Brett loved it and, uh, he loved the piece, uh, which it's from, uh, the clown Jersey era. And, uh, and he said, uh, I remember when he saw the photo, the, the piece, he's like, Oh man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I tell you what, I love your painting. And I, I hated that fucking Jersey. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, could you, could you paint, could you paint me in like the old Jersey? And Brett had, you know, he had a couple beverages and, uh, and, uh, I love Brett Hall. I absolutely love Brett Hall. And, um, and he says, you know, could you paint me in the old Jersey? I'm like, yeah, I can paint you whatever you want. He's like, oh man, you know, so you could paint like Jeter. Cause he was apparently he's a huge Yankees fan. Like, yeah, I can paint you. He goes, oh, could you paint Wayne? And I'm like, <laughs> Campbell? You know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, he means Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could totally paint Wayne. And he says, yeah, man, I'd love for you. Yeah, I'd love for you to paint a Wayne. You know what? I'd love for you to paint one of me in the old jersey, you know, back when hockey was fun. Oh, I yeah. fucking hated that jersey. So. <laughs> oh, that's he. he I, I, it's so funny because he he was very outspoken against that Jersey when they ditched him for the redesign, uh, in 90, was it seven, eight? So six, six. So they, so. yeah, really? he, was, he was outspoken against that Jersey when they, you know, when they changed to a new one then. And Has he uh, wanted to keep it or he hated it. No, no. He hated the clown Jersey. Okay. And yeah, when, yeah. when they moved on from the clown to the next one, it was, 
he was very outspoken against it. <clears throat> and so it's just, it's funny to hear him say that now he just still holds that grudge against that jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's got the stink of Keenan on it. So yeah, you know. that's probably has a lot to do with it too. Well, and I think he, he said it right before they, they asked him what he thought of the jersey when they released it. Didn't he say, we're the Blues? Why do we have red in our jerseys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He made that um, comment too. Yeah. Real, real quick, I just want to add before we get to this next picture that Kurt's showing, uh, you mentioned, Kurt, uh, we had the Superman photo up and then you had the Brett Hall one up. And then Steven mentions that, uh, uh, you know, he's at any, if you've ever been to a bar in St. Louis, you've seen Brett Hall. I think Brett Hall is like the St. Louis Superman. I think he has found a way to be in every bar all at once <laughs> in all of St. Louis. So you you go into a bar and you're like, oh, hey, it's Brett Hall. And then you walk in another one 10 minutes later and you're like, wait a minute, I just saw Brett Hall. What's he doing here? He's just found a way to do it. Oh, and the other story that goes with Brett is, um, you know, like uh, two days after, uh, I get a call from a Dallas number. I don't know anybody in Dallas now. And and it's Brett. He's giving me a call. And he said, uh, hey, you know, we're having a retirement party at my house for Barrett Jackman. Could you paint Barrett? Uh, and, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, we have the guys over and, you know, maybe they autograph or, you know, they write notes or whatever on the back of the painting. I'm like, oh, fuck yes, I can, Mitchell. <laughs> you know? And so that was really cool. That was uh, just... Um, Oh, that maybe 2016 is when that happened and it was over at Brett and Darcy's house and Brett had set me up and, uh, oh, it was great. Cause, uh, Pronger was already there when I got there and I was setting up and he and Brett were talking and, and Brett, <laughs> Brett, you know, he, he elbows Pronger. He's like, oh, you got to check this shit out, man. Take, take a look <laughs> at these glasses. I don't know what he does. It's got some 3d shit or whatever. And I turned to Pronger. I'm like, that is the technical term for it. It's 3d shit. Goes, I don't know what it's called. Smart ass. You know? And so I set up, he sets me up in like a, it's, I think there was a piano in there. I can't remember exactly, but on the other side of the room, um, there is, a uh it's almost like an eight by ten or eleven by fourteen sketch of of Brett, but done by Leroy Neiman, who was like the guy that, you know, when I started doing art originally, that was like who I modeled my art off of. You know, he is if you don't know who Leroy Neiman is, you know who he is. I mean he's the guy with the weird mustache in the Rocky movies. He's you know does the splattery colorful looking um paintings. And it was just, it was such like a, you know, it, had I been like an Xbox or a PlayStation game, like an achievement would have blipped up on my screen to say, <laughs> you know, achievement unlocked, you know, and, um, and it was great. And then we went into the other room like, and all the guys were there. The night the Kings were in town and um, they had finished the game. And then like, you know, the old timers were there first and then like everybody from the team shows up and we all go into this one room and, you know, with Barrett and, you know, they play a video uh, uh, of, of just everyone who can't make it there. A lot of the former team, it's a lot of guys, I don't know who they are. You know, um, uh, Kachuk was on there. Um, I didn't recognize Gretzky, you know, when he came up and he wished, <laughs> you know, Barrett, you know, a happy retirement. And it was just, it was just a really phenomenal night and, uh, and just really grateful to Brett and Darcy for their, their graciousness and, um, you know, and their hospitality. And, you know, it was a, a night and a moment that I'll never forget. So. There's Hulk Hogan. So you got the Hulk Hogan uh, portrait that you did. 
Yeah, and I don't mean cool. to brag or anything, but when I met him, he did call me brother. So, you nice. know, we're like, oh. we're like <laughs> he calls everyone <laughs> brother. So we, that way he never has to remember anyone's name. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I've, I've <laughs> always said that I want to be called brother by Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan and motherfucker by um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that's, that's the two things i want in life <laughs> well i know that the, the hulk hogan thing can't happen he was great you know uh i approached him and i mean this of all my photos with celebrities i don't get nervous i've only gotten nervous twice with meeting celebrities i wasn't nervous with hulk but oh my god i sure was happy you know i mean i'm cheesing so hard you know like a split watermelon you know with uh with with him and you know and he walked up and or when i walked up to him and i had the the paint it's three foot by four foot so it's huge he just kind of stopped and he looks goes oh is that you I said, well, actually, it's you. And uh, he's like, all right, smart ass, get over here. And, uh, and I walk over there, and he wants to talk about it. He's showing 3D glasses. He's cool. And he turns to me, he goes, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, come here. Come take a look at this shit. I don't think he said shit because kids were there. He was like, come look at this. And uh, it's Jimmy the Hart, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hart, uh, yeah. Mouth of the South. He was yeah. in the back because he goes everywhere with uh, Hulk. And, um, and it was really cool. Pulled me aside, did a little interview for... Oh, they were doing a reboot of the NWO uh, later that year and did like a little video package and they just wanted some footage of me with the painting. And, um, and yeah, and it was, it was uh, a really great experience and really glad that I did it. And he was awesome. Um, the uh, next one here we got uh, is pretty cool. And we'll just, just, we'll just briefly touch on the next couple before we get to the next one. But uh, yeah, the, the Bill Clinton well, with, on playing the sax from the Arsenal Hall show. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the two times that I was nervous uh, with meeting a celebrity. One was with Bill. Um, the other actually was with Hank Aaron, uh, and uh, to keep it topical. Um, but yeah, Bill Bill was also very cool. Um, you know, he's uh, when I trying to the condensed version of this is going through the line. Um, I didn't know if he was going to be able to see the painting. The painting had to be left aside because of Secret Service, and it was this whole event that I was attending. And before I could even ask him if, you know, if he'd seen the painting or if, you know, we could, you know, do maybe do a photo together. He just said, I want to ask you if, you know, could you stick around a little bit after this photo? Cause I'd love to get a photograph with you in the painting. Oh, that's like, cool. Well, since you ask, he was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's smart ass, you know? So, uh, so it was really cool. Yeah. And this one, well, Bob Gibson, of course, but then I wanted to talk about the Whitey Herzog one, but I think this is cool. This is a thank you. It's a it's a, a baseball card. I mean, this is from the uh, era when I was collecting cards. Uh, I guess everyone was. This is a very popular era for baseball card collecting. But that's uh, for those in the podcast. It's, it's a Whitey Herzog with a with a Bud Light can on the table. It's a it's not the actual baseball card uh, right. that was going on. Eighty five, I think this 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 year was eighty five, eighty six, eighty six. Okay, eighty five year, eighty six yeah, release. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is just cool. Uh, it just kind of captures you. Whitey, uh, I think. You know. And, and when it comes to painting some individuals, it's hard to figure out, you know, how do I want to show them? And with managers, they're really boring. You know, they're usually, you know, overweight white guys, you know, and ridiculously in the same uniform as the rest of the team. And it's like, you know, there's, they're usually just like a looking shot. You know, we all remember the manager cards from, you know, our top sets that we had as kids and, this is my all-time favorite photo of Whitey. You know, it's such a St. Louis photo. 
you know, kicking back with the Bud Light and, you know, and I wanted something that, you know, was of that whitey ball era. And one of my favorite designs was the 86 tops. And it's one of the things I've, I've started to kind of fold in a little bit more. It's just uh, with the, a way of framing a piece um, like, you know, the original, you know, cards like two and a half by three and a half inches. And this one is uh, 18 by 24. I was looking behind me because I just had it behind me. The original It's still here at my place. Um, and I had gotten Whitey to sign it and I stretched it and I was going to pull it out, uh, to show the camera, but uh, I cool. put it away. So, <laughs> and this, uh, I, I, I was going to say, I think you guys are pronouncing Whitey wrong. It's Whitey. Whitey. <laughs> Whitey. Whitey with like cool whip. Sorry. Yeah. Cool, cool whip. That's upset. Cool. It's a cool whip. It's a cool whip. Uh, Why? <laughs> um, now this, now this one, this one is not available as a print. Is it not, not on your site? Not yet, but it will be soon. Oh, cool! Um, I, think, I dialed, yeah. yeah, I dialed back a lot of my print stuff because I was so busy with live events um, right. that I'm, and that was actually where I was, where I am still going to shift my career is more live events, public speaking, um, and uh, public performance art uh, types of things with my work, um, and pull back from doing more prints and online sales. But you know, as the economy has dictated, you know that's pretty much what I have to do. And so this one will be available in the, in the near future. I'm going to be releasing them in stages. And I have a, a couple of really special Cardinals prints are going to be um, on the website uh, by the end of the week. So very cool. And uh, let me skip that one. Oh, we'll go, th- uh, cause we'll get right to this one. So this is the, sure. uh, this is your, the most recent painting, correct? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, the most recent one that I did. Uh, it totally, this is, you know, some pieces you do uh, because, you know, you have an event, some pieces you do as a commission, some pieces you want to send a message, and some pieces are just whimsy. This one was totally whimsical. I had no intention of doing it um, until I had just finished doing uh, an Iron Man piece, literally, you know, Marvel's Iron Man, which what I've done to keep myself sane in quarantine, um, and I would, I did it, you know, also uh, when life was normal is that I would do a couple of sports pieces usually for, you know, for events. And then I would have to do a non-sports piece to kind of what I call clear the mechanism. And, um, and I was doing Iron Man, uh, and I, you know, ADHD way led on the way I bounced to Iron Man, the song, the black Sabbath lyrics. Oh, wait, I remember at one point I had this kernel of an idea. I wanted to do Ozzy's mugshot. You know, oh, what would that look like? I know that I wanted to do both the straight on photo as well as the the, the profile shot. And uh, <laughs> and uh, this just, you know, it just came to me. And then I think I knocked it out in like two or three days. So, yeah, it's a it's a, a portrait of uh, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, the famous uh, mug shot of him wearing a blues uh, shirt uh, in the in the mug shot. So, uh and, and you, Which I was, I was shocked to find out that he, this mugshot is because he was drunk on Beale Street, you know, and it's just like <laughs> of the most basic bitch things to get busted for is Ozzy Osbourne. You know, that is right. such a suburban dad thing, right. you know, that you would get busted for drunk but, on Beale Street. But this is set up like a, uh, like a hockey card, uh, kind of like the Whitey one uh, before it. Uh, and uh, very cool. Uh, very cool. I, I love it. Um and uh, we're actually going to. This is this is our promotion. This is our uh, giveaway. So we're uh, uh, Stephen uh, is is going to give away a print of this Ozzy Osbourne uh, uh, painting on his website by uh, signing up for his mailing list at stephenwalden.com. So if you sign up for his mailing list, 
you will be entered to win this print uh, when it's given away in a couple of weeks. Um, and also, you can uh, uh, sign up to win this uh, through uh, our Twitter account. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll have this posted on letscoblues.com, all this on how to uh, sign up on, on uh, both Stephen's site uh, and through Let's Go Blues Radio. So you can follow us on Twitter, uh, retweet a tweet that we're going to tweet out, tag a couple friends, and then you're entered. So uh, pretty simple. Um, and on Facebook, too, same thing. So uh, we'll pick one winner to uh, give a print away, and then Stephen will also pick a winter, winner to give a print away. So there's two prints being given away, so you have two chances to win if you enter on Stephen's site and uh, through Let's Go Blues Radio. So awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen, for uh, providing the prints for this. This is going to be fun. Uh, thank you, and I'm really hoping that I win your contest because that would save me on shipping. <laughs> Well, maybe there we could go. Maybe we could work something out under the table. We'll, 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 we'll <laughs> Love see. it. Love it. And yeah, you're in Illinois, so in true Blagojevic style, you know, how much you fucking want for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like I said, we'll, this, uh, is, uh, this is this is a beaut. For those, again, on the podcast, uh, I'm guessing, Kurt, you're going to probably tweet this out by the yep. time the podcast uh, yep. uh, is posted. Uh, this is an awesome picture. Um, when Kurt shared this with us and that this was going to be our giveaway, Bill and I were just, we were just blown away. We were like, oh my God, this is one of the coolest ones we've seen from him. And he, he's going to give oh, it away in a hard show. Um, <laughs> so this is very cool. So I'm very excited to have this as a giveaway for us. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. So all right, so here's here's something. Oh, I just bought my mic. Here's another thing that uh, to ask you guys, a uh, survey, totally put you on the spot, but feel free to answer by the end of the show. What... What, what what other hockey piece or even non-hockey piece would you want to see me paint? Oh, I've already Man. got one. I know, okay, I, know what Jeff, I know what Jeff's going to say. You're going to say it's, it's a pronger piece, right? Well, no. No? Actually, okay. It's, okay. Not even, it not even, it's not even uh, NHL related. Oh, okay. Um, oh. I want to, I'm going to hire you, Stephen. <laughs> to do have, you? <laughs> no, yes. I'm gonna, can you do a nude portrait of me? No, I'm yeah, but make like, sure that the temperature's up because, you know, I can yeah. only stand to be nude for so long. So. Right. And like one of his French girls. Oh, you, you want to be nude. Like oh. one of just French girls. That's it. <laughs> no, so um, I, I'm serious. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you're aware. I mentioned it last week. Yes. The Stanley yeah, the Ponder Cup. Memorial yes. Cup. Yep. We do it in honor of my father who passed away from leukemia. Um, mm. I would love for you to possibly put in a painting uh, for our giveaways that we do during the Ponder Memorial Cup. Um, and, you know, I will gladly do whatever it takes to make that happen um, because I know that the guys that play in this tournament, they will want something like this. So uh, maybe it's just a painting of uh, maybe it's something we do, you know, afterward, maybe we can take a team picture of the winner and the winning captain gets it or something like that. Um, did your dad I think play that hockey? would be something to do. My dad did not play hockey. I did, okay. but he played baseball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So we can, we can work something out. We'll talk off air, but I definitely want to do something with that because I think yeah. that would be an unbelievable addition to what we do and uh, raising money for um, the leukemia society. Let's do it because that's one of the things that has really hurt me um, spiritually for a guy that doesn't believe in spirits is that unless it's captain Morgan um, is that, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm a charity raising fundraising machine. Uh, since I started, I went professional in 2016 as an artist, and a part of that was to help other 
um, organizations to raise funds. You know, I wanted to help other people because before, you know, like Bill and I, we were talking before, you know, in the green room about how you've got a corporate job and a corporate, I had that too. And it sucked my soul dry. I'm like, I have to quit. I've got to help other people. I was going to be a therapist and I got my master's to be a counselor therapist. And then I discovered along the way that I could do art. And when I discovered I could do art, I'm like, oh, well, if I'm going to paint, how can I help other people? <clears throat> and that's when I folded it in the whole fundraising aspect. And since I've been doing this um, with uh, charities, and, and this is minus 2020 because I only was able to do it for like, what, like 10 weeks in 2020 for helping, you know, charities then because all of the events were canceled. Uh, but my artist helped raise over um, a third of a million dollars at different charity events. And so it's really affected me to not be able to do that. So if I could do that for, you know, for Jeff, for your uh, uh, charity, uh, would love to be, to do that in whatever form that takes. Awesome. Well, I know we've got some listeners of the show that play in these tournaments. So guys, that's something to look forward to. I'm going to work with Steven and get that done because that is uh man, that's, that's going to be an added bonus because we had to push back. We, we're still wanting to do the 2020 tournament. We still haven't done it. So yeah, I heard it was pushed from like March until June. And so, yeah. Well, it was originally in November, and then we had to push mm. it to March. Now it's probably going to be pushed to June, and after that, we'll see. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. So, no, this uh, this would be something I know the guys would love. That's awesome. And, and real, real quick, I'll add, my mom's in Facebook right now watching the show, I guess. My mom's a big part of the tournament, and she says, great idea. So I know she's uh, she's loving this, too. Hi, Mom Ponder. Yeah, we we should have had we should have had you go last, Jeff, because that's you can't follow that request. Right. <laughs> Let's say it again. We'll pretend like you, it's new. So. Yeah. 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 It's actually, post, Kurt, here's what we'll do. Production. Right. Post production. Yeah, <laughs> put, put me last, right. and and so so Stephen, uh, just to help Kurt out with his post production, uh, Stephen just asked you guys what would be a great hockey picture for you guys for him to paint. I love to hear because I don't think you're going to beat Jeff's idea. I have no idea what it would be, but <laughs> you guys' idea probably sucks in comparison and doesn't yeah. have quite the same. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm going I'm going the Petro from last night's game. After oh, yeah, that's good. <gasps> what what I I have I've only saw highlights and I, I guess I didn't see yeah. like the freeze frame. What fill me in? So. After uh, so, Kairu blocks uh, blocks Petro's weak pass coming into the zone, and you know goes back the other way, beats him going down the ice, and uh, puts one uh, you know roofs it uh, over Leonard, and then as they're cutting back around the uh, the corner boards, Petro throws his head back in disgust. And it, it was plastered all over Twitter last night. So, yeah, Jeff's got it modeled for you. It was, I use that for my lighting reference. Awesome. Yeah. So, just, I, I have, I, I do have one. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it would be a painting of a friend of the show. Um, it'd be of, uh, Carlo Coliacovo. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> When he, it's like the one of the most famous hockey, <laughs> one of the most famous hockey gifts of all time. It's where he, <laughs> look at Jeff, he's cracking up. Where I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, Stephen. Where he, this is back when he played for the Blues. He he okay. kind of uh, went down, slid, goes out of goes out of frame, and uh, and hits the boards. But there's a camera in the in the corner boards, and his face just pops up, and he's in sheer pain right against the glass. As 
<laughs> you know, and it's, it's like, like one of the most a, famous, like a, like famous hockey on Bieber. Yeah. Pretty, oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. But, uh, one of the most famous hockey uh, gifts of all time of that. I was, I was also thinking the, uh, Edmonds, uh, Warner and Pronger, uh, best sports city of sporting news cover was a good one too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, anyway. that's a great photo. Uh, that was uh, uh, I, check out check out your Twitter right now, Stephen. I just posted the gift to your Twitter. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, and and I was I will add to that right now. If you paint that, I will definitely buy one and send it to Carlo Coliacovo. <laughs> yeah, I know he, he would he would love it. I know this Jeff. Yes, yeah. I know this yeah. one. I didn't he, know who that was until this moment. Yeah, uh, Jeff uh, interviewed him as part of the uh, our summer series uh, uh, interview oh. series. Uh, was it last year, Jeff? Last it's last season? Whenever, whenever twenty twenty was. Yeah, yeah. So he was on the show. So yeah, he's a friend of the show. So he's uh, and, uh, so he's he's a good sport about. Uh, oh, he's plastic. a great guy. He's a yeah. he's a, he's a two time friend of the show. So yeah, he mm-hmm. I know he would appreciate that. He says that. It's uh, it's the thing that made him famous, so he's very happy to talk about it. <laughs> I've always wanted to paint a meme, you know, and you uh, this is better than woman yelling at cat. So it could be a triptych. You know, you could have the the a couple of uh, the first two uh, the first two uh, scenes, uh, no Carlo, Carlo, and then the third one, boom, face against the glass. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, control uh-huh. art. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's very uh, it's a high class stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give away the, uh, Ozzy Osbourne prints on, uh, noon. Uh, well, uh, deadline to enter we'll say is, uh, noon on Wednesday, I guess, uh, February 10th, uh, 2021. And then well, I guess we'll, uh, uh, on our, on our live show that night, we'll announce the winner, uh, of the, uh, the print giveaway and, um, both winners, I guess. So we'll, I'll, I'll converse with, uh, Steven and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get the names situated, uh, for our show. So if that's uh, cool with you. Sounds good to me. Cool. Awesome. So uh, anyway, uh, stephenwalden.com, uh, sign up on his mailing list and you're in- automatically entered. And then uh, go to lesscoolblues.com uh, and I will uh, post a, a, a posting of the instructions on how to sign up with our uh, our complicated instructions for Twitter and, and Facebook, <laughs> how to sign up for this. So uh, it's a few steps. Um, uh, real quick, uh, we got a couple comments that I wanted to go ahead and read for Steven right now. Nicholas Rousseau, who I believe, Kurt, we've had on the show. He's the movie guy. Yeah, right? he's a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, I interviewed Steve. He is a nice guy. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, that's also that's lucky add, because uh, Nick, Nick interviewed me at like 7 in the morning, and I was pissed that he'd schedule it for that <laughs> early. But, you know, but, so. but he, he does amazing work. Before. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Kurt and I've had to do that before for like morning talk shows. Like, yes. Hey, we're going to, we want to have you on. And we're like, Oh great. What time? Six <laughs> fifteen. Like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I set the alarm to get up for that. I was like, Oh my God. Oh, even yeah, earlier than that one. And I think, was it 16 when the blues had the deep playoff run? They got knocked out by the sharks in yes. the final. In the, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I remember going down to, and I live in high Ridge, so it was a hall. Um, but going down to the stadium for the morning shoots, you know, Angela Sharp was there. Louie was there, the blues person. And we were just all just like, Oh my God. We just had that, that morning hangover when you just, you get up so early, you hear birds chirping. You're just pissed off at the birds. You know, it's like, you're yeah. just, you're, you feel sick to your stomach because no one should be up that early. Even Louie was pissed. Um, we've got a <laughs> Yeah. He had a frown that morning. That was the one time he yeah. had a frown. <laughs> Um, 
our our friend of the show, Adam Gold, which I want to say Adam Gold is a very, very good man. He's uh, he's doing something. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Mom, I'm going to go ahead and surprise, uh, surprise you with this. Uh, Adam Gold is actually getting a cutout of my eight-year-old son and and uh, having the blues, uh, putting it up in the blue uh, stands, oh. <laughs> which is really awesome. And That's guess cool. what? That's He's wearing a Let's cool. Go Blues radio shirt now. <laughs> so oh. he sent me a yeah. few uh, a few uh, 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 entries that he has he's submitted. Uh, I'm like, they're not going to accept that. They're not going to accept yeah. that. the ridiculous. Well, things. this one, this one, they will. So I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. Very. Very cool, very cool of Adam to do that. But uh, he says, uh, hello, I have the Stephen Walden Arena. Uh, What's the best way to frame it, he asks. So, Stephen, do you have Um, any good uh, insight for that? Depends on the size. Size does matter in spite of what she tells you. Um, That I would (laughs) say that, you know, 11 by 14, if it's an 11 by 14 piece, if it's a rolled piece, you know, um, hit up Michael's, hit Amazon, um, you can also take your piece to Dogtown Sports and Collectibles. They have amazing uh, framing uh, options available there. They also carry some of my work. Um, highly recommend them. They're in Dogtown if you're local. Um, otherwise, a standard frame sizes, and then just you know pick out the uh, the style that you like. I like a basic black. You know, you want a frame to enhance, not detract from your piece. Yeah, it's like the Cujo, uh, like Kurt's Cujo back there. Yeah, it's like uh, an art uh, mentor told me that a good frame is like a good suit for a person. You know, it just it just snazzes it up just just enough. Uh, I guess we can move on to our official beers, episode number 285, our official beverages, I guess we should say. Um, this is probably the latest in the show we've done the beverages. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 we're good. Uh, Jeff. What do you got? If you have any left? I, I was say I'm on my third already, actually. <laughs> but originally, uh, I was drinking the first beer I had was the Single Speed from Four Hands, which is um, basically anyone who maybe is a fan of the Bud Lights and the you know the the generic beers. If you're wanting to step into a more robust beer. I think this is a good stepping stone. It's a good sipping beer. It's a beer that I just like to drink and just always have on hand for whenever I want a beer. Uh, so yeah, single speed, four hands. One of my favorite beers there is. Uh, Bill, what you got? I, I know what you got, but I, I'm looking forward to your review, actually. <clears throat> so I had, because it is now <laughs> gone, and we're going to have to go get another. Um, Dad's Oatmeal cookie stout by O'Fallon um, Brewery. The part of the cookie tin pack uh, that is available at uh, most local grocers. Um, I picked mine up at Schnucks and uh, it, it is, uh, it is great. It is, it's, I've had it before. I think uh, when, when we went to um, uh, Flamingo Bowl, um, they had it, uh, they uh-huh. had it there um, and I enjoyed it and I'm enjoying this. It's great. And surprisingly it pairs very well with dad's oatmeal cookies so <laughs> i was gonna say i told you before the show if it didn't pair well with dad's oatmeal cookies there's something wrong 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's it is it's very good. And I think I I think while you're uh, you're introducing the rest of your the rest of the beverages, I'm gonna go get another one. So I'll be back. <laughs> All right, uh, Stephen, uh, are you enjoying a tasty beverage this evening? I am. It's by uh, a local uh, vendor. Um, it's uh, from Schnucks, and it's Captain Morgan. <laughs> and um, it's it tastes like real pirates, and it pairs <laughs> great with scurvy and parrots. <laughs> what's the What's the country that uh, with the Gerber baby uh, food jars? I don't know if that's a true story or not. Maybe some American legend. No, no, no. I mean, well, okay. Well, well, Gerber introduced their baby food with the baby picture on the jar into a, another country. Um, and uh, typically in that country, they, they put what's in the jar on the label, like pictures of it. And so people got the impression that there were babies in the bottle, in the jar. So I don't know if that's a true story or not, but uh, that's, so that does that bottle have real pirates in it? That's where I was going with that. <laughs> um, it does taste like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. No, um, I don't know, I'm, right now I'm looking up at Gerber, baby food is made from real gerber babies um i'm pretty heavy into the captain morgan at this stage let's be honest um i've got uh i have a four hands offering as well i've got the uh four hands chocolate mint cookie so bill went uh, uh cookie beverage i went uh, cookie as well but also seeing as how i just ordered girls called cookies for my daughter and uh, i did pick up some thin mints so that's essentially what this is uh thin mint uh stout so Thin mint milk stout. All right, I'm going to totally do a we're live, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, is your daughter still selling the Girl Scout cookies? She is. Do you want a link? All right. Yes, please do. <clears throat> it's, a, it's all online this year uh, because of uh, – Yeah, they, yeah. They don't want... my, uh, my nieces have aged out, so oh. I'm looking for a new supplier. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, yeah. <laughs> you need a dealer. That all right. pipeline has dried up. <laughs> Now, your your first box is free, Jeff. After that, it costs you. First, first one's always free. <laughs> hey, Dare warned me about this shit. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll, yeah, it's all online this year because they don't want uh, uh, girls necessarily going door to door and uh, peddling their goods or or standing outside of gas stations or whatnot necessarily. So, uh, is it's that all... how they market it? Doors, girls going door to door peddling their goods. I, I okay, you know, but, that's uh, uh, that's. <laughs> That's whether they say it or not. That's how it comes off to me. <laughs> I'll show you your tag along right here, baby. <laughs> My. <laughs> Sorry. This this outburst is made possible by Captain Morgan Rom. If you like pirates, Cap if you like spices, if you like pirates, you Captain Morgan. I love that. If you like pirates. And you like spices. If Captain if Captain Morgan would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, you can email us <laughs> oh at my God. radio at letsgoblues.com. There you go. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at SDL Blues History Twitter account, January 27, 2015, the Blues announced that Martin Brodier would retire from playing and uh, join the front office of the St. Louis Blues. That was uh, six years ago today. Doesn't seem that long ago. Seems like this you pr you pronounced that wrong. It's actually pronounced Blues Legend Martin Brodier, <laughs> and uh, should be friend of the show. Right? We should get him on the show. Ooh. I never actually thought about trying to get him. He's not bad. That's a good idea. He's not. He's not doing. He still anything. lives local. There you go. Yeah. So is Gretzky, Jeff. House. So is Gretzky. 
You know, you brought it up now, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, this is not in Today in Blues history, but I think it's important to note. Wayne Gretzky's 60th birthday was yesterday, yesterday. so a big happy birthday oh. to the great one. Yeah. Happy birthday, yeah. Wayne. So here's my, my contribution to this. When I posted my Gretzky piece online um, years ago after Gret had asked me to do it, um, I totaled it up, and it actually took me about two hours longer than Gretzky had total ice time for the St. Louis Blues to complete that piece. <laughs> is that right? You, t- you yeah. Have to, is it true? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's it's great. absolutely true. <laughs> uh, so, so if you count pregame and uh, post getting the locker room, getting changed in the shower, uh, you yeah. probably could have started the painting when he. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Best of the Blues twenty fifth anniversary team was voted on by the fans. Um, results of the fan vote uh, along with the ballot is posted on STL Blues History's uh, Twitter account. This is interesting because we just kind of did this earlier this season on the show. Uh, we uh, drafted our best all-time teams, which was a lot of fun. Um, and mine was voted the best. But anyway. Uh, no, so... Nobody won. Nobody won. <laughs> nobody won. <laughs> the, uh, this is great because this is this is 92. So this is missing a lot of the, the, the recent names, uh, obviously. So, uh, as voted on by the fans, uh, Brian Sutter, the overwhelmingly best left wing of all time, uh, on left wing, Bernie Ferrico center, Brett Hall, right wing. Cause he had, he had Brett Hall and that was, I mean, Brett Hall by a mile, um, which is interesting because, uh, Brett Hall 92, he hadn't been here that long yet. So, um, you know, real quick with right wing, you know, what's surprising is that Wayne Babich isn't in there. I was going to say that too. He's, I mean, the, yep. exactly. Although it Mullen, was Brett Hall, Joe Mullen, Greg Pazlowski yeah, was the yeah. three that were voted at the top. Right. Uh, that's uh, And Mullen, one of the, I mean, uh, a guy who I'm glad in this poll got a ton of votes. Well, not a ton. He got <laughs> 2,210 compared to Brett Hall's 43,000. But uh, still, finishing second, I mean, that's notable because uh, I, I don't think today anybody know most people don't know who Joe Mullen is. And he was a fantastic uh, player for us. Most blues fans, I would say, right. your typical USA you hockey fan would know who he is. Oh, right, I'm, yeah. blues fan, yeah. right, exactly. You wouldn't know him as a blue. No, and yeah. because it was pretty early in his career, had a great start. Uh, they just didn't want to pay him when yeah. his contract was up, so they they moved him. So, which was sad because so this, he had a Hall of Fame career. This lineup is from '92, is what they chose. '92, yeah. yeah. So, what changes would you make? Uh, what what would you change? Uh, uh, who, who would your guys be based because you said it's you know I mean it's been what 29 years well so you know like, what would... Le- left winger okay left wing they got Brian Sutter center is Federico right wing is Hall defense number one is Barkley Plager and goaltender is Glenn Hall so and uh, oh defense oh we'll do two for defense so it's Bobby okay, actually Bobby and Barkley Plager okay and so, Scott Stevens was ranked number third which he only spent one season here right well Stevens is so good and it was, just... <laughs> and it was that season right yeah 91, and that's yeah. recency bias I imagine yeah yeah so uh, as far as what changes I would make um, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd well I mean Pronger McKinnis on defense uh, in a, in a second in a second uh, goaltender that's tough I mean you're I don't know I mean there's an argument for Bennington because he won the cup Cujo, yeah. Fuhr, you got Bennington winning the cup. Uh, Hall as though is a, a one of the all-time greats in the NHL. Liut, uh, Brian uh, Elliott. Brian Elliott, that <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't know if I change the forwards. That's yeah, the top uh, forwards is tough. Sutter, 
Sutter, Federico Hall, that's pretty much the tops right there. I mean, all their numbers are retired. I agree with, with Kurt. Best was yet to come with uh, defense. McKinnis, yeah. Pronger, maybe, maybe somebody would want to make the, the case for Petrangelo's Blues career. But I think McKinnis, Pronger is number one, too. Yeah. And then goalie, it's kind of a toss-up, like you said. Uh, Elliot, Hall, Liu, uh, Bennington, Joseph, Joseph yeah. Fjord. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of names. Jablonski, you could put in there. We've talked about this. The Blues have had some amazing goaltenders come through. Just They haven't spent a ton of time here, most of them. So, right. uh, yeah, Blues they, legend, Martin Brodeur. Yeah, exactly, Brodeur. Yeah. Uh, and Adam Oates finished second in the center uh, rankings, by the way, um, by just just barely, like a hundred and no 80, 80 votes shy of Federico. So, um, and I, I guess if there's a change at center, I mean, I don't know how you can supplant Federico, but if you do, then the fans got it right with Adam Oates being second, I think. So, um, but then again, there's O'Reilly with, I mean, he, but I don't, we've talked about this with our draft at length. You know, he he's only been here a couple of years, a couple full right. seasons. So, yeah, you know, how do you? How do you rate that right now? So, but he is here. Turgeon, Turgeon would be in the yeah, mix as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun discussion. I love it, and he also has the ballot uh, on the uh, on the Twitter post as well, which is interesting to see who was on the ballot to be voted on. So, uh, check that out. STL Blues History uh, on Twitter if you get a chance. Uh, January twenty seventh, nineteen eighty four. The St. Louis Blues set a team record with five power play goals and score eight goals in the game, but still lose 10 to 8 to the Minnesota North Stars. The Minnesota North Stars. <laughs> Highest scoring game, uh, both teams combined, in St. Louis Blues history. And the Blues were the first NHL team in history to lose when scoring five power play goals in a game. So, typical. That's, that's so St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Trailblazers. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I want to add real quick. Uh, who are the goalies in that game? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I, I'm gonna go uh, Rick Wamsley uh, versus Don Beaupre. Let's see, let's see if I can. Ooh, get that's that's a good Man. one. I it's it's hard to deny that's probably who it was. Bill knows his goalies. He knows his goalies. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna say yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> Bill's right. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know. Quick. Move on. I'll, I'll give it up. Wait. I'm going to – oh, I'm going to – I don't know if he was here. Hines. I'm going to go off the board and say Hines. Hines and go for the Blues. Was that 84? Was he here 84? I don't know. No, he was, he was gone by then. Really? Okay. So we are – so, okay. So we're, we're getting ready to, I think, break here. But I want to add real quick, we got a couple comments I want to get to. Derek Andrew over at the Facebook chat, first time watching – uh, so we have a new live listener. A new uh, Eric. Thanks, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, well, we got a. Uh, he also says uh, met the great one in 2019. Interesting story. I told him let's post it. Let's see it. And Austin Lynch uh, over in the YouTube chat. Sorry, I'm late, but I just got home from work. Austin, you don't have to apologize. I'm sorry <laughs> we didn't wait for you to get off work. <laughs> I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Are you ready for some football? 
The biggest game of the year is upon us on February 7th in Tampa, and it's time to get your balls feeling super. Our partners at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already 2 million men who trust Manscaped products for their below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Don't settle for unnecessary roughness below the waist. Tackle your pubes and win the Super Bowl in your pants with Manscaped. Touchdown! It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. Oh. <laughs> I was watching Jeff's face during the, the, the promo. <laughs> Is that not the usual? That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> That's a new one. It's a it's a new one. We got some new copy from Manscaped uh, to uh, for before the Super Bowl, so <laughs> we, oh. we put that in the play. It's yeah. Oh my God! I think I have tears. Kurt. <laughs> I think I've got tears. Uh. <laughs> oh man, the unnecessary roughness that that one got me. <laughs> I like I'm disappointed they didn't go with Super Balls instead of Super Bowl. Uh, that that's one of the uh, many many uh, talking points that uh, they suggested that we talk about. So, which I'm happy to do. <laughs> oh, you. Uh, Fun fact: that is what the Super Bowl is named after. It is named after the Super Ball, the kids' toy from the 1966 era when they were trying to figure out what is it should, should be called. And like one of the, I think Roselle or whoever it was kid had a super Bowl, and they're like, Oh, that's what we should name our big championship game between the AFL and the NFL. So, that, and that's, that's been your NFL AFL minute here on the let's go blues <laughs> radio podcast. That made possible by captain Morgan. That... You, like spices and you like pirates. <laughs> That is extremely interesting. I didn't know that was a that was a thing, huh? I could have just made it up, but I'm pretty sure that I read. No, he's that. right. He's yeah. right. <laughs> that's 100 correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeff, you just want Ozzy Osbourne print. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so have you have I'm you heard of drop. have you heard of Manscaped, uh, Stephen? Yes, absolutely. Even though I'm naturally hairless below the waist, I have heard of it. And I don't think that this level of comfort and aerodynamics should be limited to, you know, just me. You know, I think everyone should be able to uh, feel as silky smooth and not have to worry about. I'm still talking, aren't I? So, no, you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> why, why have we not hired him to read our manscape ads? I don't, I do not know that. Dude, that's like my dream. I mean, I've only had it for like 30 seconds, but that is my fucking dream right there to read your Manscaped uh, promo. <laughs> well, I, I told do you. it. I got a mic and everything. I mean, well, you, you're hired. Um, we, we pay nothing. Yes. Actually, we pay like uh, what? Cookie beer. That's what we pay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, for those of you who haven't checked out Manscaped, uh, do so. Manscaped.com, 20% off with free shipping. Uh, with promo code LGB, uh, you, you, it's, a, it's a great way to try out the products um, from shavers to lotions to shampoos to body washes, um, uh, facial wipes, body wipes, um, cologne, uh, which is a new offering from them. Fantastic stuff, really high quality stuff. Um, and uh, they have packages you can kind of push up together to kind of sample things and try things out. Uh, give them a try, manscaped.com. Great products, great people. I mean, dealing with them with the with the uh, being the sponsor of the show, um, so much fun. So, 
uh, give them a give them a shot. Get a package for your package. Get a package for your package. Look at this. You're writing there copy on the fly. Look at that. That's awesome. I'm supposed <laughs> to be the creative one, and I'm the only one that doesn't come up with anything good. I mean, you've what? How old are you now? I mean, you've got how many years to to that you've been trying? Uh, I'm 22 <laughs> right 22. now. So, that is not, yeah. No, I don't. Um, no, no. You're you're. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, part of a grown man has a Ninja Turtle statue hanging up in his office. Oh man, that's all I gotta ask you. If we're talking Ninja Turtles, here, here, I'll, right. I'll, I'll do this. Right. I'll take the take the camera off. Oh, we're doing this. We're, we're doing, doing this. this. Can you see oh, it? Oh, sweet. Can you see it over there? <laughs> Next What's that in the left corner there, Kurt? What is that? Oh, it's a, is that's that a, you? That's a cardboard cutout of me. What's what's the what's the cabinet? What's the game? That's uh, a multi-cade. I made that. Um, oh, the it's got a, yeah. it's got about eight thousand uh, ROMs on it. So. Oh yeah, I'm all about the main. Oh god, yeah, yeah I can I can play uh, just about any uh, any uh, classic arcade game I like, which I hey save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> hey, you know I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. I, I can't respond to that. So that's well done. I'm Very good. sorry. We spit, no. that this, this, <laughs> this guy is meant for this show. He really is. really is. I have to make, I'm just compensating for my lack of hockey knowledge. You guys are ripping off guys from 92. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, was he on like Gretzky's all stars with Bo Jackson? I might know him. So. See, that's, that's what we do every show. It's we, we overcompensate for our lack of hockey knowledge with jokes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and okay, enough comedy jokes. Um, that's a Steve Martin line for those who are older than and recognize. Uh, remember a uh, wild and crazy guy. Um, blues. Uh, the Blues are now going to allow fourteen hundred fans in the building for upcoming homestand. What do you think about that? Huh? They're going to uh, allow fans in the building now. They they have been allowing <clears throat> a handful of. Uh, uh, first responders, first responders, uh, yeah. uh, social work, uh, social workers, and uh, medical workers, frontline workers, frontline people, yeah, yeah to frontline, reward them, frontline, yeah, to reward them yeah. for you know the work they do. Uh, obviously, social distance and spread out throughout the arena. <clears throat> but now that, <clears throat> excuse me, fourteen hundred people uh, will be allowed inside the building for the upcoming homestand. Uh, I guess for the f until something changes, uh, either you know will they allow more or less. But uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, I wonder how far apart you can spread fourteen hundred people. I'd imagine pretty significantly. Oh yeah, you'll. So I think even in the even in the lower bowl, I think you'll still be able to spread around fourteen hundred people pretty well. Because you got to figure some people are going to be people who know each other, work together, maybe their family, so they're going to sit by each other anyway. Um, and I know that uh, I've been reading that uh, they're basically going to. Uh, season ticket holders are going to have options to come to a couple games, which will be nice. So you got to figure two to four to six people I, right there will be sitting by each other because, you know, maybe they, they buy them all together. Right. Um, I, I love this. And, and um, so I'll, I'll add real quick that friend of the show, Eddie Garcia of uh, Fox Sports Radio, uh, messaged me during the Kings series. He's a big Kings fan. He lives out in California and said, hey, I'm shocked. Uh, you you people are having uh, uh, fans in the stands out there in Missouri, huh? And I'm like, yeah, we are. Um, it's, you know, at the time, it was just, you know, the, the frontline responders or the, the frontline workers. And um, 
he was very surprised to see that. I mean, obviously, California is in a in a much different state than right. we are. Yeah. Uh, quite quite literally a different state than we are. <laughs> um, Geography facts with Jeff Ponder. You like California, that? You Missouri, like that? Different states. You like that? You don't that's, get this anywhere else. Yeah, this, you no. this is the kind of information you don't get anywhere else. That's Man, right. I'm the wrong um, person no, to ask about it, this. I'm, I'm, I'm so sanctimonious when it comes to this thing that I'm like, was it made on the day after that Missouri was touted as last in getting out the vaccine? I mean, is this yeah. our prize? <laughs> I think I heard, I did read today. Um, Sorry, Jeff, I cut you off. Oh, you're good. You're good. I did read, I did read today that, that uh, I think was it Missouri? Maybe it was St. Louis. I I can't recall the headline, but it's uh, 19 days in a row. Was it that they've had a reduction each day in hospitalizations? I think so. uh, Something's trending in the right direction, hopefully anyway. uh, So uh, maybe there's something to that decision uh, because it's been a couple of weeks where they're trending in the right direction, I guess, um, in Missouri, so to allow them to do that. So, or at least in St. Louis. Um, so, I, 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 when I first heard that, I was like, mm, really? Because, because you know, it's it's we're spiking nationwide. So, uh, but uh, and and like you said, Missouri is uh, is is not doing well at all with getting the vaccine out. So, um, which you would think maybe in the short term, if cases are down or or hospitalizations are down, but if they're slow to get the vaccine out. Then you got to wonder if uh, we're due for an uptick uh, in you know a few weeks or a month or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. By having super spreader hockey game events. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it depends. How, how, I mean, if you can, if you can have how many sections are there? Can you have like twenty people in a section? No. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's, I mean. Yeah, and it and it you know it depends you know it, it depends on you know you know what kind of concessions are are they going to do you know is anything hot dogs going and to be nachos probably right no, but if no, there's hang beer, on, I got an answer I have an answer I have an answer actually <laughs> um, we've got in the YouTube chat Patty Bast friend of the show uh, as an Enterprise Center employee they'll probably all be in the upper deck like it has been or lower ball behind penalty box, but not behind players right. and no concessions. So they will mm. not have any concession. No food, right? I think, Bill, right. I think Bill's definition of concessions was different than what I was implying. <laughs> oh, I was joking. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Bill. Oh, Bill or Kurt, whoever was on the talk. I, Sorry, I interrupted. I just, I would like to, I mean, so it's just upper bowl only and maybe across the rank from uh, the benches. Um, so I, I mean, I show me, you know, show me what it's going to look like and how pe- far people are going to be apart and and whatnot, and uh, and then I'll uh, I'll be like, okay, well, that, I mean, if they can do it safe and 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 people are masking up, I mean, I'm I'm for doing stuff safe, you know, I, I but uh, you know, don't be stupid about it. I mean, I, I mean, I I don't want to insult uh, any of our listeners, but uh, yeah, Missouri didn't have the best track record as far as like uh, you know certain parts of Missouri being smart with this stuff so uh, i'm in jeffco i mean it's like it's mad max with fewer trying... teeth i mean and more meth you know oh. <laughs> you guys are trending downwards because you're close to herd immunity right <laughs> herd immunity here means you know people are actually fucking cows i mean i i don't know you know 
so here's the thing i want to see like what are, what is the quantifiable data you have that tells you that we can let in 1400 people and then we're going to track them two weeks after yeah. and see how have they you know how was their health and also and then there's also we still don't know about asymptomatic spread again i'm sanctimonious it'll be a fucking bring down i'm here for the comedy not for the depression so <laughs> let's make fun of jeffco again so <laughs> math um illiteracy i don't know and california different state uh <laughs> geography, facts. <laughs> geography facts right um so we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes um hopefully you know things keep trending down and and you know but we'll see uh, the LA series. So, uh, the blues, uh, played LA, uh, won the first game four to two lost the second game three to six, which has kind of been a disturbing trend for the blues winning the first game, losing the second in a series, uh, Huso makes his first NHL start in the second game. So, uh, the, he's had four periods of NHL action. Uh, some want him gone after, after four periods. Um, thoughts on, uh, uh, thoughts on the series, the two games versus LA and, uh, Huso's play. Um, I'll just add real quick. Cause I want I want to get Bill's uh, reaction to Huso. all that I'll say about the LA series. Uh, I thought the blues could have played better in game one against them. Um, it was, uh, it was, I think that was a matter of the blues playing down to their opponent. Uh, I thought the defense still did not look solid. And I, and, and I want to go ahead and emphasize, we're going to talk about the Vegas game here in a little bit. Um, when I say defense, I don't mean just the, the six defensemen. I mean defensive play, so the forwards back-checking. Uh, I think that there was a lot, there's a lot of work that needs to get done there. Uh, in a Baruby system, it should be better than what it is. But but again, we'll we'll touch on that more here in a little bit. Um, Huso getting the start. I'm all for it. I think that's the right spot, right? I'm going to yes or no real quick question from you guys. Um, yes or no, is that not the right spot to start Huso second game against the LA Kings? You want to go ahead, Bill? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that, that was totally the, the right game, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the, how the season's unfolding, uh, the right time to start them. Um, you know, the, the Kings aren't going to be, you know, you, you're not going to think them as the high powered offense. Um, and you know, you got to get the guy in, get him some starts and yeah. Um, what, what a not great performance. Um, I know. What do you think? Kurt? <laughs> I Is, do you think right spot for him. Yeah, I do. Uh, because if they weren't, if they didn't, if they weren't going to start him against uh, LA in the second game, LA is not as not very good. Um, if you and it's a second game uh, against LA, you know, uh, Bennington just played the night before the t- two nights before, uh, and you got two big games against Vegas coming up. Uh, you, you're going to play Bennington in both of those, so you, you can give him some rest before those, and then you can start him against what's the San Jose coming up uh, next weekend, I think. Uh, ish is that what mm-hmm. it is? So, yeah, and and so that's and so you wouldn't be able to start him until the San Jose series, uh, if you don't start him against LA and then all of a sudden Bennington's got like what, eight or nine starts in a row. So, um, it, it was a perfect time to start him. He had to, um, the, the team just did not play well in front of him. He didn't play particularly great. I, he, uh, he played okay. Uh, I had a softy, uh, that near post goal. Uh, I thought, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think he was terrible. Um, I, 
I thought the team in front of him was bad. I, I thought that defensively, uh, this, the, the, I have not been happy with the blues play since game one of the season. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, they've played, yeah. they've played including game one. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> in part, well, yeah, I guess second, the second period of game one, they didn't play that great. Um, but first and third period, I thought they played pretty good. Um, so they haven't played a full game all season, uh, in my opinion. Um, at least they played a full bad game. <laughs> they haven't played a full good game. Um, so I, I think that's kind of been, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I want no. you to continue after no. I say this. I, I think that's kind of been their MO, right? The last two seasons, even when the year they won the cup, it was there. They've always had a bad second period. It's rare. We see them have a good second. And so it's, Hey, they played 40 minutes of excellent barnstorming hockey. <laughs> But that 20 minutes is what killed them. And even in the wins, you know, I mean, again, we'll get to last night. Now, maybe the third period was the problem, but it was they played some solid hockey for about 45 to 50 minutes. And outside of that, boom, that that's all the Vegas Golden Knights needed to come back and, and, and change that. And I think we've seen that all season and we saw it all last season. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, you know, the the disturbing thing to me, going back to Jeff's point about, you know, the the defensive play, the all around team defensive play, the the middle of the ice in the defensive zone should be owned by the defensive team, and the Blues are giving it up way too easily. Um, I mean, you know, the the Kings were were great at getting in there. Um, you know, I, I thought to finish finish off the thoughts on Huso, um, giving up that leaky goal, um, that softy on the the short side post, like you said, Kurt. Uh, I I think that that uh, hurt his confidence, and then from there he was just off kilter, and his game got worse as the night went on. Um, you know, he was too deep in the net on a few of those goals. Um, you know, not positional. Uh, is it time to run him out of town? No, he's he's a rookie. Give him some give him some opportunity to uh, you know get a few more starts and and get comfort. But uh, man, a game didn't. He lost his confidence right away. Uh, the team you know didn't play well. The team hasn't played well. Um, and then you know fast forward to the game last night. Uh, you know Max Pacioretty twice was able just to get right into, you know, the low slot and bury passes. And that should not be allowed to happen. And Blues teams in, in past years aren't going to give up that ice. I thought uh, I thought when the Blues uh, made a little bit of a comeback against L.A. in the second game uh, and made it 5-3, uh, to three, um, uh, Huso um, didn't allow a goal in the third period. So I guess that's maybe – something to build on because uh, the, the the king's got the empty net goal uh, to make a six to three but i you know maybe that's something to build on for him but uh, i really i don't even think you can you can accurately um analyze Huso with the way the team's played in front of him i, I because uh the, like you said bill the, the the defense has been loose they've been lax um the coverage, they get caught puck watching, it seems like. Uh, and and the, the guys sneak in the soft area between the forwards and the fence that they're leaving open. And uh, a perfect example of Patrick's goal last night. Uh, that happened, it's been happening a lot. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I'm. Huso I, has not impressed me, but it's been four periods for him. I'm not. I mean, some people, social media is, is toxic, but I mean, it, it, they they want him gone, and I'm like, gee, it's been four periods. I mean, he's. It's yeah, his- I, I I know since the cup win, I've been kind of the optimist, which is if again, if you listen to the history of the show, that is usually not the case, um, but. I will say this team is is pretty much right where I thought they'd be. So I'm cool with them writing Huso right now as the backup and and seeing how he does. I mean, you know, one loss. And they were going to lose that game against Colorado. He came in anyway um, with the way they were playing. But the game against LA, again, the Blues did not play well. They have eight shots through two, one and a half periods. I mean, halfway through the game, they didn't have any offense generated other than uh, the Shen goal, and then there was a chance Shen had early in the first period, uh, and that was it. So I don't put that on Huso. Um, you know, you have to expect as a as a rookie goalie. You know, I think back real quick, not to uh, talk too much about men's league hockey, but there was a time a couple of years ago our goalie got hurt in the middle of the game, and I put the goalie pads on and I said, guys, we're going to finish this game. We're not going to forfeit. We're not going to skate five. And I am an awful goaltender. I am. I am awful. Uh, but my team stepped up. I faced six shots through the rest of the game. Gave up four goals, but we still won because they played solid defensive hockey. And that's what you expect from any hockey team. You know, not saying Billy was a bad goalie. It's just you've got a rookie back there. You need to play your best hockey and give him the confidence he deserves. Uh, you know, and, and, and he'll find it himself as long as he's getting easy chances early. Okay, this kid's stepping up. He's playing his game. Guys, let's go play some offense. That never happened in that game. So I want to see Billy Huso behind a Blues team that is playing Blues hockey. So I'm not going to fault him on the first four periods. The best defense is a good uh, offense. Vince Dunn in front of him. Yeah. The best defense yes. is a good offense. Uh, and the Blues, uh, their shots on goal have been lacking. So, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I think the Blues offense could use some uh, ID life. Are you living your best life? Although I can't say I'm definitely living mine as well as I could. I was put on the right path by ID Life, the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA. ID Life understands that no two people are the same. That's why ID Life uses original products that help you reach your goals, whether it be for weight loss, skincare, energy, or anything else. All products are non-GMO, gluten, and soy-free, and don't include artificial sweeteners. And through January, try the Burn Box, which will save you some money this month on various products. Becoming a VIP member and ordering a burn box provides you with an additional 20% off as well and this price will be locked in through 2021 if you sign up now VIPs save 15-20% to off every order and include many other benefits. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with my friend Dustin about how ID Life can guide you through your life advancement journey that's rockinthatidlife.com and tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you Uh, Yeah, rockinthatidlife.com Oh, that thank you. Thanks. That was a masterful toss to commercial, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> oh. was, if the oh, Blues yeah. only had passing that crisp. So. He's Mr. He's Mr. Segment. Uh, Segway. Uh, uh, segment. Yeah. Segway. Yeah. Mr. Segment, too. We call them both things. Yeah, whatever. Um, However it goes. Now, rocking that ID life, folks, uh, something that, um, that, that 
I've been a big fan of. Um, I've been working with Dustin, as I mentioned, uh, the number that you saw on your screen there. Um, I've been working with Dustin for uh, a couple of years now. I've known him for a long time. Captain in the Ponder Memorial Cup. Uh, great guy. And uh, he sent me samples over the years. I bought a lot from him. Um, but one thing, and I'll say, because the big thing for me is energy. I, um, I I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I need is I need energy. I used to drink uh, energy drinks or soda back when I was younger, way younger. And that's just, it, it's fake energy. It's not real energy. It goes away after, a, uh, you know, maybe an hour or two, and you just, you get that that like, what do they call it? A 2 PM crash. Uh, you don't get that with the energy for my D life. And, and, uh, I, I love the stuff that, uh, that I get from him. And I actually just ordered a new batch and got it, uh, late last week. Um, they've got a mixed berry that's, uh, that's for the energy that I, that I really like. It's good. I know Kurt and Bill, you've tried it as well. Um, good flavor, but I will say I had never tried the tropical fruit which is uh, another flavor they have for energy. I had never tried it before. I always just stuck with the mixed berry because I always knew that was a good flavor. Oh, man. Holy shit. The, the tropical fruit is phenomenal. And it's, it's not only good, but it works, just like the mixed berry. You take it, you know, for me, you know, I start work at 8.30 in the morning. I start drinking it right when I wake up. And, and I'm good until about noon, one o'clock at least. And even then, there's no crash. It's just, you know, at that point, I might need another pick-me-up. So I'll drink another one. And it's just about 16 ounces of water, 12 to 16 ounces. And you just mix in the formula, and it's, it's phenomenal. It's great stuff, and it tastes great, and it keeps you going throughout the day. And it's something that really helps me. It helps me with workouts. It helps me with... Um, you know, working throughout the day, you know, whether I'm sitting at my computer or if I'm going to the office, whatever, um, just, just great stuff. So again, check out rockinthatidlife.com. And again, tell them that let's go blues radio sent you. I, uh, I almost, uh, I meant to bring down a, I think it was a hydrate. I was going to bring down, uh, and a drink and I forgot. So I, and it does, uh, you're, uh, you're right. It does. I did that because it tastes good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. do that if it, uh, if it didn't taste good. But it's uh, some of the stuff that you get, these powders and stuff that you, you that you mix with water and for a energy drink or whatever, they don't taste quite right or they don't taste good. But this is good stuff. Uh, so the Blues uh, last night had a five to four shootout win versus the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Vince Dunn was scratched in this game. Uh, I think the writing was pretty much on the wall for this. Uh, would you guys not agree about Vince Dunn? Oh, I. I was, if I was Bruby, and again, I've said before, if Coach Ponder were in the NHL, I would be the most ruthless asshole. We'll talk about later in the game. But when Perron, even after scoring goals, when he when he took that, that horrible delay of game penalty late in the game, I would have sat his ass and said, you're not in the shootout, you're not in overtime, sit your ass on the bench. I don't care that you're a veteran. You need to learn from your mistakes. And same thing with Dunn. After that horrible, horrible defensive showing in the, in the game prior, and just, again, leaving your rookie goalie out to dry, uh, I would have told him, you're done for the game. I'm going to play five defensemen. I'll put O'Reilly on defense before I put you back out there. Would you have sat Gretzky had he stayed here or had the series continued after he had it, lost it at center? 
That's a great question. <laughs> because um, if you're a hard ass and you're going to sit Gretzky for turning the puck over to Eisenman, who, uh, who shot. Are you asking if I, if, cause so obviously that game ends in overtime and let's right. say that was game six. So, so it was game, game, six, game yeah. seven. Yeah. Do you bench Gretzky because of that mistake? I wouldn't bench him. I would, I would definitely not play him for the first 10 minutes of the next game. <laughs> oh, I would. man. That's a good way to get fired if you lose that game. And again, yeah. and again, that is, that is why I will never, ever coach in any professional hockey. I know that for a fact. You're never going to get fired for playing Gretzky. You will get fired for benching him. <laughs> uh Hard ass only goes. Oh, I mean, Mike Mike Keenan uh, was a hard ass, and and that uh, he's super popular. Yeah, I mean, that didn't work out and too I, well. I got I when I I spent a season coaching my old high school, and I benched a kid um, after he turned the puck over, um, fell down when he was trying to skate back to get the breakaway, and uh, they scored. He came back to the bench, and I yelled at him, and he chewed me back out. I benched him the rest of the game. Wow. And uh, my uh, my, I had his parents shouting at me the entire rest of the game. Why is it Jeff playing? Why isn't he playing? And I probably shouldn't use his name, but whatever. This was twelve years you, ago. You, you um, used your name instead. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I used my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, even then, it was like, dude, you're coaching high school hockey. These kids are paying to play. Like, you should still be playing these kids. But it was like, no. <laughs> He fucked up. I'm not going to let him play. <laughs> uh, I, I was all for the, the Dunn benching. Uh, I, I'm a huge Dunn supporter, uh, to be honest. I, but he's gotten off to a rough start this year. As I mean, as has half the team. Uh, but Dunn has been noticeably bad, uh, making glaring mistakes, turnovers, uh, bad spots on the ice. So... Okay, so he's in the doghouse for bad play. So yep. I'm going to toss this one out there to my blues historians. Tell me your favorite blues story of player to get in a doghouse and then to redeem himself. What's your favorite blues redemption arc? Uh, Ron? Oh, it's, uh, being in the doghouse. Well, yeah. you know, Prom was in the doghouse with uh, Murray for his play skates. Does that count? The play well, the playoffs, <laughs> playoffs Perron. I mean, yeah, he's talking about playoffs Perron mostly, but no, that was a good one too. Um, man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, you could say Hall because Hall was in the doghouse with Keenan quite a bit. Chris Pronger was it? Was it legit though? Was Hall legit? They, in a Keenan doghouse or just because of Keenan's bullshit and power play, you know, but not, gonna, not literal, but you know, figurative power play. It had to be both. It had to be Keenan. Yeah. It had to be a, a, a battle of the egos because, sure. because there was a, there was a time with uh, Quinville and Hall. Well, they didn't get along at all either. Right. Uh, Hall shot a puck at Quinville in practice uh, on the bench. So, mm. uh, or near the bench. And, and Quenville shot right back at him. As the story goes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think I, I think it was a battle of it was a it was a you know a clash of egos there, um, and uh, Hall won. But it, I mean, damage was done there. I, I, but yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Hall was in the doghouse a lot with Keenan. Um, yeah. Whether whether it was justified or not, who knows? I, you know, half the time maybe, you know. But I, I love Hall. I love all the spoken years, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, but I can see where he would piss off a coach quite a bit. Oh sure, 
yeah egos clash yeah. of egos <laughs> oh well okay so like um I don't, i'm sure that the nhl has like their comeback player of the year award do they do that by team as well like you know their comeback player i mean not not so much maybe doghouse um, okay so i'll open it up from doghouse to injury uh yeah to injury. That, the, bill, the bill masterton is basically a comeback player of the year and every player submits a nominee for it and then the nhl selects the winner who was it that who was it that the that won uh, last year um ottawa right um who was it who had the uh troubled childhood bobby ryan yeah bobby ryan he won. Yeah, right. Yeah. NHL leading goal scorer this yeah. year, Bobby yeah. Ryan. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that wasn't an injury, but that's that's kind of a a, a, a a feel good story that he's been mm -hmm. he's he's overcome and 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 done very well. So, you know, I would um, say that my my favorite Blues redemption story was mm -hmm. Jake Allen. You know how um, how bad did we ride him? That's a good I mean, one. Yeah. Not, not necessarily with the with the team because the team never seemed to lose confidence in him, but the fan base. God, we hated Jake, and mm -hmm. it, you know, wouldn't we love to have him this year? You know, especially all the Huso haters. Yeah. Um, you know, is that is that the lot in life of the backup goalie? You know, because I mean, and here's the other thing. It's like there are some and I've seen the vitriol be pretty awful online, you know, blues, Twitter, you know, the lounge. But like, oh my there gosh. Are some places that like yeah, the lounge. <laughs> um that's that's a show. Um, but but like this the blue subreddit. I love that place. I mean that's a fantastic oh, place. Yeah, oh, we love blue subreddit on this yeah. show. Yep. Is that oh, sarcasm? Yeah. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. We no. I do. Okay. No, we actually it's fun. do. We it's love, a fun place. We love yeah. Blue Subreddit. It's great. Well, they're stuff. smart. They're smart fans, and they're they're compassionate to a degree when they're sober, you know. But it's like, <laughs> you know, they're they're understanding and accepting, and they're, they're smart fans. That's yeah, they're smart fans. So, Alan's downfall here was was a salary. Uh, it was it was a salary they couldn't maintain and 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 improve elsewhere. Um, so, I mean, he had to go, which. Right. I mean, you can't you can't sacrifice uh, uh, you know improving your forward position or your defense uh, to keep a backup goalie. You know, I, I, that's right. he man. He makes what well, I'm looking at now. He makes uh, uh, his cap hit is uh, two. Well, he's still under contract, uh, right? With his previous contract, four point three with the Blues. So he's his yeah. new contract, and we'll pay him two point eight seven five. So. That's that's close to what he should be making, uh, two and a half, yeah. two point eight. So that's that's better for him. It was just too much here. We uh, cast space. Well, while we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here, I think there's a couple comments that I want to get to. We've got a Let's Go Blues Radio first here, Kurt and Bill. Oh, yeah, two hundred and oh, you said at the beginning of the show, two hundred and eighty-six episodes. Yeah, I think. Yep. Um, yes, we've got two comments of the show. Two. Coming so I can't decide. That's unheard of. I spent the last five minutes trying to decide, and I can't do it. Um, so back when I was talking about Wayne Gretzky, and I would have benched him for the first ten minutes of Game Seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, divide divide by zero in the uh, YouTube chat says Gretzky then leaves for New York. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Because yeah, he would have definitely left because of me. And then Adam <laughs> Gold says. Adam Gold over in the Facebook chat says, Stephen, 
paint Eric Brewer digging a puck out from the back of the net for Ponder. <laughs> that, yeah, that is fantastic. Yes, because that is like the epitome of about four years of Blues hockey right there. Yeah, bad, bad, bad a bad player on a bad team. One of the worst eras in yep. Blues hockey. Yeah, uh, I listened yeah. to the last show, and I think the the patron saying a fuck ups Eric Brewer was mentioned on that one too. <laughs> we- <laughs> He, he rears his ugly head on this show uh, every now and then because it's, it's, I mean, he's an easy target. I don't feel good about it, but it happens. <laughs> hey, Kurt. Yeah. Hey, Kurt. Yeah. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> How bad was he? Uh, that used to be part of the intro. <laughs> I think it still I is. I heard that part. Um, I think it's, the, it's, it's, it's part of the podcast intro. It's not part of the live show intro. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, trade rumors with, with done, you guys, uh, buying them. Uh, the rumor is a uh, first round draft pick or, or equal value NHL player. Um, I mean, okay. Well, do, do, would you like to see done traded or, uh, or where do you stand with this with, with done? Well, I'll just add real, real quick on this, that it's important to say where these rumors are coming from, because typically it's fans, it's, it's bullshit for the most part, Andy Strickland did tweet this earlier today. So and I feel like Elliot a friend of the show. Yeah. Oh, Elliot Friedman. Yeah. I'm Kurt. Elliot you're Friedman you're tweeted I'm it last sorry. Night. Friend of the show. How dare I friend of friend of the show. Andy Strickland uh, tweeted that out. Yes. And Elliot Friedman, as Bill said, um, I, I mean, there's, I think there's some legitimacy behind it because of that, but, and I've said on the show before, I think Vince Dunn's not longed for a long blues career here. I think with Scott Prunovich coming up and other players coming up, I think he's the guy that you could see moved eventually. But uh, I don't want to see him traded right now. I think he's had some struggles early on. And we've seen Vince Dunn kind of reminds me of Jim Edmonds in the sense that he's always been a slow starter to the season. I'd have to look at his analytics. But if I remember every year, we talk about how Vince Dunn needs to be benched, but then halfway through the season, he's just flying up the ice, causing a ton of offensive chances for the Blues. So I think right now is probably not a good call to to make a trade, but um, I do find it interesting that they might be taking offers. I think uh, I, I've said uh, many times that I, I, I'm not against trading anyone as long as it makes us better now and in the future, because that's the whole point, right? So I, um, granted, there are guys that I like and I'd like to see stay, but if we're going to get better, well, I'd be selfish to. So I, I think I'd like I, I don't want to see done traded unless we get better by moving him, and if we move him, then. What do we need to get better right now? Stay-at-home defenseman, probably. Um, a good stay-at-home defenseman. Can you get that foot done? I don't know. Maybe. Would you trade? Would you trade done? Would you trade done for Joel Edmondson right now? Oh <laughs> no! He's no, having a good um, year with with Montreal. 
everybody on Montreal is having a great year, <laughs> except uh, except for Victor Mete, who can't break into the lineup. And what I was going to say is, you know, that there are a couple of young defensemen just like Vince Dunn. Um, Dunn's had his chances and, and hasn't played well, but there are a couple of guys out there that, that haven't had their shot. Um, Victor Mete being one can't crack the lineup, and uh, Travis Dermott of the Maple Leafs can't crack that lineup. Um, I could, you know, I, I think that the, you know, the, the rumor being leaked is probably motivation to Don. Wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the lineup tomorrow night and see how he reacts. I think he's, Uh, but yeah, you know, I, but I think that if, if there's a deal to be made, I don't, I don't think, you know, you're going to get a first round pick out of him. It's probably going to be half, have to be a like for like kind of trade. And you'd probably see a move for somebody like Mete or Dermot. Is 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 Vince Dunn not like the perfect player for Toronto? I mean, in terms of like, no, absolutely, he would be. Yeah, I, I know. You you mentioned Toronto. I'm like, man, yeah, I can see him going to Toronto, and I can see him making mistakes on the ice for Toronto. <laughs> Exactly. It's been, I can see it. <laughs> I can see him making mistakes for another team. Um, <laughs> he's be in charge of trade negotiations. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, no, seriously, they have they've had a, a major hard on for him since he beat him in overtime. You know, his rookie year. Yeah, the local yeah. kid comes home and beats us in overtime. He's a legend. Yeah, I. I that's interesting. Uh. uh Real quick, we've got some comments on this uh, before we move on. Brian Roberts in the uh, the the YouTube chat says, I don't hate the idea of trading Dunn. His type of defense is redundant on this team with guys in the minors who are cheaper. His pay raise next year is why he will be traded. And I will actually side wow. with Brian. I think he's a trade chip at the trade deadline. Yeah. I don't think he's a guy you move right now. So I think, and, and again, if he... If he steps up after this sitting and plays unbelievable and it's like, man, you could trade anything for Vince Dunn right now, I think the Blues hold on to him just because you want to make this. Again, the window's open now. You want to make that Stanley Cup run. People so you don't many, want to trade guys. How many years does he have left on his contract? This is it. This, this year. This is oh, it. Well, I mean, yeah. And the thing, well, the thing is with the contract too, is that uh, people were saying that, oh, if you don't trade him this year, you lose him in the expansion draft to Seattle. He's not under contract. Yeah, he's not gonna. You can't lose a player you don't have under contract. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they'd have to sign him and then lose him, which I don't even. I'm not. I don't. Yeah. So that's that. That's not a scenario that's that's doable. So he's probably. I mean, I could see him easily getting traded, like you said, Jeff, at the deadline. That 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 would make sense to me. Uh, but I think he'd have, he has to play and he has to play better, but then, you know, yeah, if you move, there's no way if, if they really, if Doug Armstrong is really, I don't know if there's like an NHL GM forum, but if, if Doug Armstrong's posting on this GM forum, Hey guys, uh, looking to trade Vince Dunn, hit me back. Uh, first round pick is what I want. He's getting laughed at right now because, well, he didn't look good in the bubble. He didn't look good now this season. You're not going to get top value for him right now. So right. there's no point in trading him at this point. I think I think Dunn is worth a first round draft pick when he's playing well. Easy. Yes. I, I think Agreed. I think Dunn I think Dunn is a fantastic defenseman. 
when he's got his head in the game. Uh, he's he's just making mistakes. Uh, and I mean, bad passes, bad turnovers, you know, this mm-hmm. rookie mistakes is making and it's, and it's frustrating and he's much better player than that. He's, and when he's on, he's a fan. I mean, I mean, advanced stats guys love him. Advanced mm-hmm. stats guys say he's better than Pareko. So, which, I mean, we've talked about before, which I mean, advanced stats pump the brakes kids on the advanced stats. Okay. I mean, it's their, yeah, <laughs> their advanced stats are really cool to talk about, you know, uh, to supplement, you know, I test with players and, and, and how they're, they're, they're actually playing. Uh, but you, 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 when you write your entire articles based on advanced stats or your, your entire opinions based on advanced stats, uh, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, watch the games. I mean, just watch how's, them. how's John so Chica doing, by the way, <laughs> who's what? <laughs> how's John Chica doing? I'm glad Bill, I'm glad Bill laughed at that. Thank you. I don't get it. He was, he was, so he was the, um, uh, the advanced stack guy in Toronto. Um, and, um, the, uh, the coyotes hired him as GM and, uh, he abruptly quit. And now the NHL has suspended him for three seasons. Uh, oh, Oh, for nice. why? for conduct detrimental to the league is what they say and i (laughs) no that's 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 conduct expected of the league (laughs) fair point Um, so yeah cocaine with minors got it okay Uh, uh That, that might be it but yeah um yeah, it, it's crazy story. Crazy story. A GM quits and then gets suspended six months later. Wow. Yeah, he quit right before well, return to play, which was yeah. shocking. Um, right. With a team oh. that was playing way above itself, really needed all the support they could get. So there's, there's, I mean, there's the, the comments are blowing up right now. I don't want to, sorry guys, I'm not going to read them all because. You guys are all awesome, but we just got a lot of show to get to. Um, we got Race Fan Rocks forty four. Uh, uh, would would these two teams make this trade? Vince Dunn for Tyson Berry. I don't think that's a straight up trade at all for either teams. I don't think either team makes that move. Um, Andrew Tykeson, I like Dunn, but I'm not sure we can afford him. Uh, we have 22.5 million committed to 5D already. We will need two more at least, and I don't see him taking under 3.5. And again, I think that's where Scott Perunovich comes in. I think, yeah, again, mm-hmm. you're going to see Dunn moved eventually, whether it's through trade or free agency, because the Blues know they've got a Perunovich. Now, again, if Vince Dunn steps up and plays amazing hockey, you could move Perunovich instead, and you could probably get a decent forward or a stay-at-home defenseman for him. But right now, it is looking like it's going to be Vince Dunn on his way out, probably within the next year or so. Vince Dunn's making uh, one point eight seven five this season. So the the comment about him uh, not taking less than three point five million—that's a stretch. Um, he's in a prove-it deal right now, one year. And he's not proven anything. So, I mean, he has to play a lot better to be signing a 3.5 mil uh, contract in the offseason. That's going to be almost twice what he's making now. So uh, if he continues to play like he's playing now, he's going to make the same. He's not going to make hey, more than he's making now. 
Jeremy Rutherford must be listening to the show because he just released his brand new article with a headline, Wake Up Call or Trade Time? What is Vince Dunn's future with the Blues? <laughs> Tweeted 20 <laughs> seconds ago. He is a friend of the show. Jeremy, Jeremy go ahead and message me and uh, I'll send you a link to join us right now. No, we, we got, I can't, I can't do five. <laughs> I will drop off the show to let Jeremy Rutherford oh, wow. come on. And talk. <laughs> so Jeremy, if you want to join, we'd love to have you. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, for you to leave, not for Jeremy to be on the show. Anyway. Uh, oh, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm the show kidding. is much better I'm, without me. I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> love you, Jeff. Uh, uh, so first period, uh, Alex Tuck scores, uh, early for Vegas, one, nothing, two on one, uh, goal. Um, you know, Mikla was caught pinching a little bit off in the zone. Bennington was, uh, maybe off his angle a bit and gave him too much glove. Uh, but it gets, uh, it gets sniped uh, under the glove, glove side. And then Perron comes back and scores twice. So I thought this was interesting. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. I, I just want to ask Bill, was was Bennington off his angle? I, I, I read that as he was cheating because it was a two-on-one. I thought I thought he was a little off his angle on that. Uh, I, I mean, Tuck had speed coming in and released a hell of a shot. And Bennington's soft spot is that, like, you know, between knee and, and elbow. Um, but, yeah, he, he definitely didn't have the angle or else, you know, that hits him. And yeah, he's so it, he's it so was, good. Was right. It it wasn't wasn't close to to being you know the best goal that he's given up this year. It, it, stoppable shot. He's so good with positioning with his glove. You see so many because he holds that glove up high, and you see you see so many shots uh, hit the glove where he didn't even close it. it hits it, you know, and just he's, he's just positionally sound with his glove most of the time. But uh, and I thought I thought he gave him too much post there, and and it, he just he was able to put it by the glove. But I I watched the Vegas broadcast last night, and um, the broadcasters kept talking about how the Knights need to stop shooting glove side because because Bennington's going to stop them all. Yeah. And and coming from an opposing broadcast, I yeah. thought that spoke a lot. Well, he I mean the Blues broadcast talked about it too. They 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 nonstop. He made a lot of glove saves last night so yeah but the other thing you got to think about you know with coming from the vegas broadcast is they've got some inside information with mike mckenna being on their team so <laughs> That's friend true. of the show friend of the show friend mike mckenna of the show, friend mike of the show. Who, who's not a friend of the show anymore my god that, that is actually <laughs> right. why i that i'll admit that is why i watched the golden knights broadcast last night was i was wanting to get some insight from uh uh mike mckenna but unfortunately he was not on the broadcast last night uh, so Pran scores twice, uh, then to give the uh, the Blues the lead back. Uh, the second one was a power play goal. Uh, five seconds in, slap shot, um, screened by Schwartz, uh, beats Leonard far post. Um, that was good. I mean, I thought you know after after you know the first period, I was feeling pretty good about the way the Blues were playing. Um, but you know, as the game went on, it it it. I don't know. I just too many mistakes. Too many. Uh, uh, that led to uh, Vegas uh, scoring chances, and Vegas started piling up the shots. Uh, they had uh, 40, what was it, 44, 45 shots, something like that? 46. Uh, 46 I shots. I mean, that's that's just stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So, I, I mean, 
that you, you aren't going to win many games. You allow 46 shots uh, to a team like Vegas. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy they won this game. Uh, but I mean, the third period collapse was troubling. The penalties in this game were troubling. Um, some more loose D I thought was troubling. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you, I mean, your general thoughts on this game, guys, as far as uh, the boost plays. I know, I know, Jeff, you weren't happy last night with it. No, I, I, I even said again, Coach Ponder in the NHL, it's never going to happen. So those of you putting bets on that, don't ever expect that to happen. Um, I was very unhappy with this game last night. I thought the the overall defensive play was atrocious. I mean, honestly, I thought it was as bad as the Colorado game. It was just that Jordan Bennington stood on his head and played fantastic hockey and just bailed them out over and over again. And I thought, I mean, again, you looked at the uh, the second Pacioretty goal, the one that tied the game. There's no reason. And again, let's not let's let's not act like Vegas isn't a good team. Vegas is phenomenal, and they've got some guys who can move the puck better than anybody in the league. But there was what three passes across the middle in that game or game tying goal. That can't happen. You can't let that happen. And I pitched about this last show on the penalty kill um, against San Jose. Passes across the middle, you have to be ready for those because that's what every team is looking for when they're on the offensive attack. And the Blues just let it happen. It just kept happening. And every time Jordan Bennington stood on his head except for that last goal. And it was... It was infuriating, and and I want to talk about, and and we should make sure, even though I know we're running uh, long here, uh, we talk about Cairo schooling Petrangelo. That is a very important discussion, conversation. We will have that discussion. Don't worry, folks. But I will say, I feel like the Blues' hustle, getting back on the back check, and uh, defensive play overall, blocking lanes and, and letting the players just have every opportunity to get a shot on net. And again, it's fine. It's fine if it's coming from the outside. A guy on the boards wants to shoot it at the net. He's an NHL goalie. Jordan Bennington's going to make that save every time for the most part. But when you're allowing passes back and forth and you're making Bennington move across his crease on every single offensive play, you're not playing defense correctly. And I thought... The defense looked atrocious last night. Well, Vegas, Vegas found they they found the soft spot between the Blues forwards and the Blues defense uh, a couple and and results in two goals. Um, uh, Patchetti, I think Patchetti had both of them uh, that that, that happened with. So yeah, um, and and I, both times you know the Blues uh, defense they were on top. I mean, one time I think the game tying goal uh, was Falk was too deep. Uh, on top of uh, Bennington, because he had Scandella uh, backside, you know, uh, uh, the back, the weak side uh, defenseman was Scandella, who had his man. So Falk is trying to block that pass, but Scandella's got that man, and and uh, uh, Pacioretty slides into the soft spot between the forwards and the defense up high in, in the high slot and uh, in, in the slot, I guess. And uh, so Falk should have floated up top. He should have floated out. I mean, granted, it's 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 a fast developing play. 
uh, their tying goal was. And it's a bang-bang, tic-tac-toe pass. But uh, Falk doesn't need to be there. Falk should have been out protecting that soft spot a little bit better, I thought, because yeah. because backdoor was covered. So. And and Shen turned the wrong way and uh, yep. and allowed the pass out into the slot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it was Keystone Cops on that. And, and Shen and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz also could have stuck with Pacioretty too if he wanted to. He he mm-hmm. kind of let he let Pacioretty go. So right. I mean, right. And and Cairo was the one that looked defeated, like I'm going to get back to the bench and Chief's going to kill me. And <laughs> that's that's the one you can't put on Cairo um you know I was going to say overall you know with this game I thought that both goaltenders were inconsistently great both goalies made saves that you shouldn't make um but then let up some some of you know not to say that you know Giving up four goals on 46 shots is terrible for Biddington. Um, the tuck goal, not the best goal he gave up. But, man, how many great saves did he make? You know, and and go back to Robin Leonard. Not not his best game, but some of those saves that he made, the one he made um, on Sunquist in the first period, reminiscent of Bennington and, you know, against Nordstrom in Game 7 against Boston where, you know, he slides back across and, you know, keeps it from going in short side. Uh, and then he kind of did the same thing to uh, O'Reilly in the second period. Both goalies, I thought, had really, really great games at times, but just not consistently. Um, and their their defense definitely let them down, you know, in front. But, you know, you, when you started hearing the, the announcers talking about, you know, oh, the, the Blues have had some, some bad games, bad third periods here in Vegas, you knew it was going to happen. And Vegas just willed it, and and you know it goes to goes to overtime, goes to the shootout. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, Kairou's goal, uh, which Jeff brought up on uh, where he he and we mentioned earlier, uh, Bill did where he blocks uh, Petrangelo's uh, pass at the blue line, uh, which is funny because that was I mean if you had a knock on Petrangelo when he was here, it was his blue line play in the offensive zone. Uh, not making the best decision every time, uh, not keeping the puck in or, or shooting at someone's shins. And it happened It happened last night. Uh, we talked about it a lot when he was here. And uh, I'll be damned, it happened last night. Uh, Kyrie blocks a shot, goes the other way, uh, outraces uh, Petrangelo, outmuscles him when he gets to the puck, and then roofs Leonard. That was beautiful. Beautiful goal. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's exactly what Blues fans wanted to see. Steven, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, yeah, you know, I know, I know you watched this. What was, uh, what was your reaction when you saw that? I have watched the highlights and right now I am keeping up with com. I'm doing the social media wizarding right now for okay. uh, posting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I got to, somebody's got to keep on top of these two comments. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But no, that was, that was phenomenal. Uh, just seeing, uh, again, that's that's exactly what 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 Blues Nation was wanting. They we kept seeing before the game people talking about, you know, oh somebody's going to run Petrangelo. Who's going to be it? Who's going to do it? And you know, I think a lot of us were just saying like, okay, come on, like it's it's hockey. There's nobody's going to take a dumb penalty just to run Petrangelo, but that was better than anything we would have seen 20 years ago in the NHL. I mean, seeing a guy, again, a rookie, a dude who's 
we had no expectations for coming into the season, uh, who has just been lighting the lamp left and right to beat the former Blues captain and and score a sweet goal. I mean, that was everything every Blues fan wanted. Yeah. So I want to give a shout-out to – want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Austin Lynch, for giving me the photo reference of the Annunciation, Alex Peter Angelo raising <laughs> his face to the gods uh, for me to use as the photo reference for a future uh, masterpiece. Nice. Beautiful. Excellent. So I, thank and you, by thank the you, way, you've already, you've already got it down. Friend of the show, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Which also correct. begs the question, I want to know, like, Nixon style, who are the enemies of the show, you know? If you guys can part, you can you can text me offline. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, talk later. <laughs> yeah, private, private chat after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't trust these. You know fuckers. what? I'll go ahead and say it on here. Darren Kimball. Darren Kimball is, is not a show. Yeah, yeah, he's he does not like us. He uh he kind of yeah called us out on his on his on the radio on their podcast when they had a oh, podcast. Yeah. They don't have any more. But oh, it doesn't exist. Do it. Suck our two eighty six bitches. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm just a joiner, so you know. Yeah. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, third period collapse. Blues give a five three lead. Uh, end up winning in the shootout uh, as we move the show along. Um. So in this game, so in the first period, uh. There was, you know, Mark Stone hits Tyler Bozak at center. Oh, uh, big, big brouhaha. You know not, what? Well, I'm not sorry, nice, but I'm, on social I'm media. Kurt, Kurt, before we get into this, I, can, yeah. I'm sorry. I know this, this is going to be a discussion for everybody. I just want to add one thing, one, one moment in this game that I feel like deserves uh, recognition. I thought overtime, I was very, and again, Coach Ponder being pissed off. I was very disappointed with the St. Louis Blues in overtime. I thought there was multiple break-ins by the Golden Knights where they did not hustle. They didn't hustle back. There was multiple times where we oh, saw the Golden shifts. Knights breaking in on a two-on-one yeah. or a one-on-one or whatever, and there was just no hustle from the Blues. Even, even when they were making a change, and the guy coming on the rink, he was kind of hanging at the in the neutral zone waiting for a pass. And it's like, dude, there's no guarantee to pass is getting to you. You've got to hustle back and make sure that there's not going to be a goal scored against you. I was very – and again, if you go back and watch the replay of this game, watch the, the bench area of the Blues. Watch, like, just the neutral zone and when the when the knights are breaking in there are multiple times where you see the blues just lackadaisically skating back into the zone and i that pissed me off more than anything in this game so that that is something that if i'm craig berube i am just losing my mind win or lose i am losing my mind in the locker room saying what the fuck guys You've already allowed 46 shots on goal, and you're going to lackadaisically skate back into the zone? Not yeah. okay. Yeah, well, you'd bench Gretzky 10 minutes after the, after he 
turn the puck over too. Why so I'll, why I'll never be an NHL coach. Exactly. <laughs> but still something that I wanted to share my grievance about. I was just going to add to that. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, using Pareko in overtime as much as they did was a, was a bit of a risk because his legs looked heavy late in the third period already and you roll him out there and then he has the one shift where he skates around the zone like two and a half times and then i think he's he's one of the ones that got caught on on a two-on-one going back the other way um i you know you gotta you gotta run your horses out there but if your horse is out of gas poof, good luck so I'm worried a little bit about uh, his conditioning at this point in the season uh, so the uh, the stone hit on Bozak at center, um, which okay. So I, I, I this is from I'll read from uh, the Athletic. This is Jim Rutherford at the Athletic. Uh, talked the, the said the Department of Player Safety reviewed the hit and concluded that it did not warrant supplemental discipline. The feeling within the department was that the hit itself didn't have much force and there was no head contact. The belief was the awkward fall was the cause of the injury. And while injuries can sometimes lead to lengthier suspensions, that that's only the case if the play itself was deemed worthy of a suspension and it was not. Uh, Rutherford tweeted that uh, Dar Armstrong uh, talked with the NHL's, NHL's player safety department uh, on the Bertuzzo hit and Bozak hits that have or will result in our players missing games. And he said that the, Player safety felt uh, that these types of plays should be handled by the officials on the ice. As an organization, we will respect that standard and will play within the guidelines that have been set. I thought that was something he felt like he had to say. Otherwise, he gets fined or whatever. But um, okay, so th I, there's a lot to, to kind of unwrap here uh, in the little amount of time we have left in the show. But uh, so, first off, <sighs> I don't know what the NHL Department of Player Safety is is supposed to be doing if they're going to defer these types in quotes of hits to the officials on the ice. It's like what what is your job if well, you can't? And 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 the point of player safety is to like uphold the law of the league to protect when the players. The officials when the officials on the ice are not making those calls at, 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 to to a certain extent even when the, even when the officials make the calls on the ice the, the department of player safety the officials can't suspend a player department of player safety comes in even if they kick a guy out of the game it, they they still look at it and can suspend him so they but should have regardless when, that, but when when it's only a 2 minute penalty or nothing at all that's when player safety steps in and says Oh well, the officials in the ice didn't make the right call, so we're going to make the right call, and they, they didn't, they didn't. I mean, okay, I'll, I will add again. Like I said last week about the Bortuzzo hit, I think in a in a um, in, in a oh my god, in a nutshell, I, I guess that is what I'm trying to say. Um, the Bortuzzo hit, I didn't have a problem with. The stone hit, I don't have a problem with, and 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 maybe I'm just a, a you know going back to to the days of you know before when you could make these kind of hits, but when you set the precedent on the Sammy Blay hit, and and you say that's a two game suspension, how the hell are these not suspensions as well? These are again, Kurt, you broke down, and and for anyone who hadn't listened to the show last week. Listen to the show. Kurt has a great breakdown 
of the Sammy Blay hit behind the net. Devin Taves isn't looking or is looking actually and, and knows that the contact is coming yet. It's still, he still puts his head down. That's the exact opposite of these two plays. Plus in the CBA, it says something about how, when there's an injury that takes into account the player safety stepping in and making a suspension or a fine. Well, guess what? Devin Taves played the rest of that game. And Robert Bertuzzo on IR. Tyler Bozak not playing tomorrow. What is the that, fuck? Is that is that <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't come back in the game, but is he not playing tomorrow? Has it been announced yet? That's that's been yeah. he's been ruled out for okay. tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, I I'm in complete agreement, you know, that I was gonna make that same point that you just made. You know, that yeah, you can't suspend to the injury every time, but in the case of Sammy Blay, there was no injury. He was set out for the concussion protocol, which right. is the right thing to do. But he came back and he had, you know, Taves came back and had an impact on the game. But we've lost two players to injuries to dirty hits. Okay, Nichushkin, uh, you know, that's that's more run-of-the-mill boarding. That hit last night, like, as I watched it over and over, I could, I like, I envisioned it in, you know, in terms of listening to the old Brendan Shanahan, um, you know, uh, um, Brendan Burke uh, recap videos, as the video shows, Tyler Bozak is crossing center ice, not suspecting any contact coming. Mark Stone goes out of his way to intentionally interfere with and make contact with Tyler Bozak resulting in Bozak falling to the ice, hitting his head on the ice, suffering an injury. I mean, I just, I could hear that. I could hear those, those old suspension videos and that we don't, we haven't got that for either of them. It's just the league said, no, we're not going to look at it. They got it right on the ice. The one it's bullshit. The, uh, I want to reread the uh, this one line uh, from NHL player safety. The belief was the awkward fall was the cause of the injury. Well, you know what caused the awkward fall? The dirty hit. The dirty right. hit caused the awkward fall. And you know what? Their, their stance is akin to this. If I push somebody off of a cliff, I didn't kill them. The impact of the bottom did. So really, I'm innocent. Right, because so that, that's what they're saying. They're saying the ice caught. Right, gra gravity gets a two-game suspension. <laughs> yes, if you can do that, that, that I'm, I'm sure they would if they could. Uh, but that's what that's what they're saying. They're saying, no, nah, it was the impact of the ice. The the head hitting the ice has caused the caused the injury. Well, yeah, when you board somebody, it's not the hit; it's the head hitting the boards that's the is the problem. You know. Quite often, uh, it's not the actual contact that injures a player. Quite often, it's the player then hitting the boards or the head hitting the boards or the head hitting the ice or the head hitting whatever. That's where the injury happens a lot of times. I, that, that's, that, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, this makes no sense to me. It's a cop-out for some reason. It's like they, they can't. I don't know. I don't get it. It makes no sense. They're, they're, they're choosing to say no. It's not the hit because it's the after. It's the, well, he hit his head on the ice after. Well, yeah, it was the dirty hit that caused the 
fucking fall in the first place? Uh, uh, whatever. I, I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, so do you think tomorrow night a Blues player is going to take a run at Stone and get suspended because the Blues did it? You know what? Um, I wonder. I wonder if some of the Blues players think that uh, that what Falk did uh, made up for it. Probably not. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, did you hear Stone? Uh, the interview after the game, the press conference. Uh, they asked him if he expected to have to fight after that, and he goes, "No, I didn't. I didn't expect that to fight for that." I'm like, "Really? I mean, even if even if what you did, you didn't mean. I mean, I know he didn't mean to hurt Bozak like he did. I mean, most players don't mean to concuss another player and injure them, and so they're out for games. That's not the intent. They're just trying to hit somebody hard. Uh, but he did, and." When you're a player, oh my gosh, you injure somebody, you better damn well expect to fight somebody. I mean, I know it doesn't happen as much as anymore, anymore, but if it does happen, you shouldn't be surprised. So that's and that's just kind of, I mean, the, the Blues said there were a number of players. Shen was one of them that was going to fight him. So I, I would like to see the Blues do more, because, I mean, the fight that Falk had, Falk didn't whoop him. I mean, he he, he fought him. They kind of exchanged some punches. Nothing really happened. Um, I'd like to see somebody put him through the glass, to be honest. Clean hit. Clean hit. Just paste his ass against the boards. That's what I like to see. But, but I'll say good on Falk. I, oh, yeah. I really – he oh. gained some points for me after that. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, he, he – I, I would say he improved his standing uh, with 99% of Blues fans, you know, dramatically by that step up in that fight. Not the guy you would ever expect to fight – but man, it definitely endeared himself to the fan base last night with that. It's good too because I think it didn't uh, with Fox play this season, which has been very very good. You could argue he's been the team's best player, uh, definitely the best defenseman. Uh, so, so it's taken seven games, uh, pretty much, for Blues fans to love him again. Um, when I thought, to be honest, it was going to take a lot longer because after his season last year. I thought it was going to take a long time for fans to uh, come around. I think, I think, I think the fans came around on him quite quickly. Um, I think a lot of that might be sarcasm, to be honest. I think a lot of Blues fans are just like, "Oh, Justin Falk! I always knew he was so great." Like, I feel like that's kind of sarcasm. But at the same time, he deserves credit. Listen, the Blues defense has been awful, um, but he really has been one of the better players. Uh, defensively for the Blues, which is um, great considering where he came from last season. Um, let's see. What we got left here? Um, let's see. Uh, I think we can kind of almost wrap this up unless we got any comments we want to address. So, um, what do you think, Jeff? We've got uh, Austin Lynch. Justin Falk got so much praise from Blues fans last night. Uh, Brandon Toma in the YouTube chat. As long as we don't cause Reeves to drop the gloves with someone. I agree. Uh, Andrew Tykeson, recency bias plus short memory plus it's all relative. Uh, talking about Falk. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Uh, AC generator, Jonathan Taves equals enemy of the show. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Jonathan Taves is an enemy of the show. And um, I think we're going to, I think, I think that's probably good for the comments, but thank you. I mean, we had, we had so many comments tonight. We had a lot of listeners, and, and I got to think a lot of them probably joined because of our special guest host, um, Stephen. We we kept you kept you up pretty late tonight, 
but I really appreciate you coming on. I know Kurt and Bill agree. It's been a lot of fun having you on. And and again, the the painting that I have hanging over here, it's it's one of my favorite masterpieces of my many, 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 many blues memorabilia things hanging up in my basement. So thank, thank you. Thank you very much. No, thank you guys. And thank you for uh, <laughs> allowing the latitude of uh, me and my co-host, Captain Morgan, to, uh, to riff it well. <laughs> so it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I don't, I don't think I've been able to cut loose uh, quite like this on a, on a podcast. And it's fun. You know, I think it's, uh, it, you know, there's so much about, you know, getting across the company line and, you know, the side of, um, uh, uh, you know, the charity work and also selling the art. But it's also like... It's fun to uh, to be the color guy as well. So thank you for allowing the latitude on that. It's fun. Hopefully we can do it again. And you know, if you need uh, if you need any reads on manscaping or, <laughs> or whatever, just uh, let me know. Uh, once again, uh, where can uh, people find you, and uh, what do you got going on uh, coming up? Yeah, so they can find me on stevenwalden.com, S-T-E-V-E-N-W-A-L-D-E-N, and that is a .com. And then you can also find me on Facebook, my Facebook page, my art page is Stephen Walden Art. Um, follow slash like that one. I'm really active on that one, as well as uh, Instagram, at uh, Stephen Walden on there. Uh, make sure you sign up for the mailing list. I have got plenty of prints that I am going to be rolling out over the course of the next few weeks and months. Um, some things that have not been seen before. Some of my favorite and best pieces ever, I think, if you're Cardinals fans as well, which there's probably a few bit of crossover there. Um, and also some, uh, you might see uh, maybe a Jordan Bennington holding up the cup print that mm. has not been available until now. Oh. That will be available on the website in exclusive and highly, highly limited numbers. Uh, so once again, the uh, the giveaway uh, that uh, that Stephen and uh, we are doing is uh, his print of uh, Ozzy Osbourne, the uh, famous uh, mugshot of him in a blue shirt. That's a, a wonderful painting that he did. Uh, so we're, we're giving away a print, and Stephen's giving away a print. So go to stephenwalden.com, sign up for the mailing list to be entered there, and then uh, go to letscoblues.com, and uh, we'll uh, post uh, information on how to sign up, uh, register, and enter to win to uh, get the print that we're giving away for that too. So uh, fantastic. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, we thank enjoyed you it. guys. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com and talk to Dustin today. Tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That will wrap up episode 20 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day and Stephen Walden, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues, Stephen. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I'll look at I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well... 
There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friend.